What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Bitcast episode 269. 269. It is a uh well in Kansas City, it's kind of a dreary Sunday morning, but you know, it's a uh, it's a good weekend. We got a lot of good gaming going on. We got some big news, we got the Halo World Championship, so things are all good in the world. I am your host, Ainsley Bowden, joined by most of the crew this morning. Um <laughs> Travis is um we don't know where Travis is. So hopefully he'll be popping on here soon. He's probably asleep. Uh those West Coasters, they can't handle the, the grind, you know what I mean? They're kind of weak a little bit. So um it's okay. We'll start without him. He'll hopefully be here soon. But I do have Mr. Hoglaw himself. How we doing, man? I'm doing okay. I've taken the Travis persona into myself. I'm going to fight with myself like Gollum. It's going to be great. <laughs> perfect Man. perfect and of course the gaming dino sporting mr rodriguez good morning dude ready to go man i am i got something coming i'm coming down with something i don't know what it is so I, thought, I might start coughing right in the middle of every everything so we'll, we'll see what happens <laughs> that's what people like in their podcasts yeah you yeah. love that especially yeah. on the audio side you just hear yeah. constant coughing it's awesome as, yeah i'll get as close as i can to my mic when that yeah. does happen so i can you know really sell it <laughs> i see i see the travis version or the side of hogue is already given in the side eye i can see it i can see it he's just waiting for him to say something he can disagree with all right uh we've got a obviously a big week to talk about the deal is finally done um what i believe correct me if i'm wrong here hogue i believe it's the biggest gaming deal in history that uh oh, yeah it's not even close yeah but by a large margin, yeah. So uh, the deal is finally done. We've been talking about it, as has obviously many shows for um, since early last year. But uh, we're going to be talking more about what comes next. I, I don't really want to talk about the deal. We've done that to death. And obviously, Hogue has covered that more extensively than I believe any other channel you'll find if you want all the legal details and specifics. But we're going to talk about what comes next now that the acquisition is done, because really, that's only the beginning. Um, so talking about IP, studios, staffing, uh, Bobby Kotick's tenure, and all those types of things. So we'll get to that, of course. Um, we have our Lords of the Fallen reviews out. Both Travis's review and Zach's review for Season Gaming are out there. Um, I am addicted to it. I've been playing it a lot, so we're going to talk about that and how it compares to kind of uh, the Souls games out there from's catalog. We've got a few other games to talk through that uh, we want to recommend. Um, we've got uh, AC Mirage doing well for Ubisoft, which is a good sign. And, uh, you know, other things to chat through. So it's going to be a good day. I uh, want to just, again, before we get started, uh, thank all of you for the continued engagement. Like I said, numbers have continued to be up, which is amazing. So whether you watch us on one channel or both or listen to us on the audio side, thank you so much. As always, uh, you know, uh, those likes, those subs, those shares, all very helpful. So thank you. Ah, Let's get our Google Men Super Chat going right out of the gate as always so i muted right there right before i coughed uh <laughs> and now i'm ready to go googleman with the five euros uh good morning sir i'd like to recommend the haunting of hill house quentin tarantino's netflix favorite uh what's everyone's favorite horror game that isn't dead space <laughs> soma. Is that soma good pick you were you weren't even slow about that one either no. you were Ready to go. Oh, I, I love Soma. Man, I started Soma and never finished it. And it's one of my kind of shames. Like I, I've heard nothing but great things about it. I need to go back and actually play through it. So 
for me, I would say um, Silent Hill 2. Mm. Legendary game. I can't wait for the remake. Um, I hope, obviously, they do it justice. Um, Silent Hill is just... It's so far out in left field and so crazy and so horrific that uh, it's right up my wheelhouse. I love it. Dan? I don't, I don't play a lot of them, so... <laughs> uh, I was waiting yeah, for you. Like, yeah, Parasite Eve back in the day, I guess, was technically horror. Uh, horror adjacent. Yeah, maybe uh, D back on the... D. Yeah. D yeah. On the I, like games, I could also say Enemy Zero was one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, uh, Alien Isolation is great. Alien Isolation yeah. is good. Soma yeah. is absolutely my favorite. I don't count Alan Wake in this category. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I haven't yeah, played him we'll see. forever. We'll see what Alan so. Wake 2 shakes up to. <laughs> shapes up to. Uh, Evil Within, Jagger says. That's a good call out, too. Evil Within's a very good one. Um, But anyway, uh, <laughs> Haunting of Hill House, Quentin Tarantino's Netflix favorites. Is there a reference there I'm missing? Or is that just... No. Okay. If there's a reference there, Google, I don't think we're getting it. But uh, regardless, I am watching The Fall of the House of Usher, which is uh, Mike Flanagan's new series on Netflix. So he's the guy who did Haunting of Hill House, Bly Manor, Midnight Mass, etc. So his new one is out. We're about four episodes in. Uh, he's hitting some Edgar Allan Poe now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's got some uh, lo very loosely based on some of those short tales. Um, it's, it's pretty good so far. I always thought like we went into Haunting of Hill House expecting horror horror um and we're pretty hardcore with horror so it was uh it it didn't live up to that but if you take it for what it is um he's a good writer he's got some good performances in that show and um yeah it's it's pretty oh, good i like his stuff yeah. uh fall of house of usher was one of my favorite stories that i read in like i don't know seventh or eighth grade nice nice i uh yeah i don't i don't know the background so uh, i don't know how it compares to that but um as a show it's pretty good so far Anyway, um, where are we at here? And of course, shout out, big shout out. Oh, I, this is pretty cool that this is actually showing up in um, oh, wow. StreamYard now, which uh, the gifted nice. memberships never showed up before. So this is cool. So Vintage Willow, thank you, as always, for your 10 season gaming memberships. Uh, absolute legend. So thank you very much for that. All right. So why don't we go ahead? Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, you know, we got to no. show the AI picture from Against the Tide. This week, oh. we're going with a Lords of the Fallen theme, and um, I look ridiculous, by the way. Um, but here we are. Hogue oh is on the throne. I was going to say, yeah, I'm not sure that uh, my face there is appropriate for those <laughs> big old arms. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> you look like a computer programmer who got put into Game of Thrones. <laughs> True. <laughs> Dan is uh, wise and and old, and uh, Dan the sure Dan the White is that your yeah. Dan the White face? I look like the uh, oh, what was his name, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, and, uh, you look like it could be a tree at any time. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Travis looks like freaking uh, Agent from Matrix, but in yeah, he could be in Cyberpunk or Lords of the Fallen. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like no an doubt. anime character brought to life. Like yes. Evil, yeah. 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 With long hair. They really nail his forehead every time, which I'm really excited about. <laughs> so, that's, I, mean, I look like, I don't know what I look like. Um, I look very strange. You look constipated. But, is what you look well, like. yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> As always, uh, Ty, thank you so much. 
for the AI pictures. Um, <clears throat> all right. So um, wait, wait. Public message. Public message. Wow. Travis looks wicked in this one. <laughs> Ardo, thank you. Ardo here early, nice and early every week. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Um, so, guys, let's start with uh, what we've been playing. I'll hold off on Lords of the Fallen a little bit here because we've got some other games to talk about. Um, and if Travis um, wakes up, apparently, um, we can talk a little more about that. But I want to talk to you. Actually, Hogue, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Hogue's notes oh. right out of the uh, oh, man. right out of the gate here because I know you got some game you want to talk about that we haven't heard of before. So hit us with it. I think people have heard of it, but I do want to talk a little bit about Honkai Star Rail. <laughs> folks in chat back me up here Honkai Star Rail is uh, the next game after Genshin Impact from that group Okay, it's a free to play RPG unlike Genshin Impact which really follows the Breath of the Wild model it follows more of a standard turn based RPG model but with the same kind of gotcha mechanics and character grinding but in space on a star locomotive and star bases and whatnot. So if you if you like stars and starfield and exploring space and you want to do it in a more anime setting, it's right there for you. And obviously Genshin Impact is very popular. I think Honkai Star Rail is popular as well. It just came to consoles okay. this last week. Um, but it has kind of the same issues that Genshin Impact does, which is that it has a good amount of story, but it's pretty spread out because it's a free-to-play game and they want you to engage with the gotcha mechanics and whatnot. But Okay. Yeah. If, if if that interests you at all, it's it's very cool. It's it's free to play. It's it's high end production values like Genshin Impact, uh, and it has a lot of cool mechanics in its turn based battles. A lot of you know weakness fighting, very Octopath Traveler. And uh, yeah, I'm fighting the Antimatter Legion for control of a series of artifacts right now. Uh, as one does, obviously. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people said you're on your own on this one, Hogue, but Sard's got your back. She said she is playing it as listen while she's listening to the show. So yeah, um, it's, it's really well done. Okay, is it free to play like uh, Genshin? Yes, it's free to play, but with all those you know yeah. slot machine mechanics for characters. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Zach said Hogue is a weave. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um yeah I, I played genshin very briefly but obviously genshin has done very very well for that studio so uh we'll see if this one kind of has that same amount of steam um regardless cool cool but you did i have not heard of it you did throw me for a loop which i kind of expect every week now so you got me um what else you got i'm also playing detective pikachu returns naturally uh, as, as folks that know me know, uh, me and my girls like to play mystery games, usually murder mystery games. Hasn't been any murdering in this one yet. Probably <laughs> won't be. Uh, it's aimed at even a kind of younger audience than the stuff we usually play. Probably younger than Ace Attorney. It's not as complicated there. So okay. I think it's it, it probably does itself a little bit of a disservice being as simple as it is. But it's clearly aimed at like the Pokemon anime audience and younger. Yeah. So it tends to lean a little bit more preschool than anything else. But it's well done. Uh, my girls, I think, would prefer to play Raincoat and some of the other mystery games that we've talked about in this space, but it's not as awful as you might have heard from some from some outlets. Uh, it's just really, really aimed young. Okay. So if you know that going in, 
uh, I think that's helpful. I've also been playing Gloomhaven, which just came to consoles. Yes. The video game translation of one of my favorite board games. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's really well done. Uh, Is it? In the video okay. game space. Yeah, it, it really captures the board game, I think, very well. Uh, and so that's been enjoyable. Those are my kind of randoms. I've also been playing Cyberpunk and Diablo. But nice. you can basically just assume for almost every week that I talk about these <laughs> things. Um, and there is one other random game that I know that you have a section you want to talk about specifically, Ains. So I'll leave that yep. to you. Okay. Um, I think the last one that I wanted to mention is I'm playing a little game that maybe nobody nobody has heard of called Elden Ring. This week. Ah, ah. I, I've heard people enjoy that. Um, sold a couple copies, I think. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. Did did okay. Um, how are you? Uh, so, for those who aren't aware, um, you know, Hogue is not the Souls guy. I would, I think that's fair to say. Um, fair. And you tried Elden Ring, obviously, last year with all the the hype and everything, and you played it for a little bit, but it didn't really grab you. But you have determined become determined to play through it i guess is it a combination of wanting to hopefully see what all the hype is about or is it a more overcome the challenge and show yourself that you can do it or both it's both i keep ramping up on my hand right so my left hand keeps getting closer and closer to where it used to be and so i keep increasing the challenge and i thought a souls game would be the right place to go i started out with liza p honestly liza p is probably a little beyond me and so i need to do uh play through a game that had a little bit more of an ability to go and grind levels or experience or whatever. And I know that yep. you guys had talked to me about that with Elden Ring and also that you loved it so much. I wanted to see what all those load screens are about, right? Every time you die, you get a new load screen in Elden Ring. And my daughter was sitting next to me this weekend while I was playing it. And she said, that looks cool. What's that? I'm like, I don't know. That looks cool. <laughs> I'm like, yep, uh, that's what the load screens are for. They're, they're supposed to give you a little motivation every time you die. Uh -huh. But yep. I'm, um, I'm basically still where I was, but I can play through it so far. I'm in Stormvale. You're in Stormvale. Okay, that's what I was just going to ask. So you're still in Limgrave. Um, so, yeah, and, and I know we've talked about this before, um, but with Elden Ring, I think you picked the right game for a couple of reasons uh, versus, say, something like Lords of the Fallen, which we'll talk about, or even the, um, you know, the like Dark Souls Remastered. Um, the nice thing about Elden Ring, as I've said many times, for players who are not, veterans of the soul series is because it's open world and because you kind of chart your own path uh you are able to just fight enemies and explore on your own casually you're not forced down a path where you may hit a wall and you can't progress until you overcome that wall right um plus it allows you to level endlessly um so you can you know i i know people who spent 50 hours in the game before they even got to godric in stormvale and it makes that fight really easy because you're you're obviously powered way up, right? So the other Souls games, you can kind of do that if you just grind the same area over and over again. But Elden Ring, it's a lot more enjoyable because there's so much to explore and so much to find that you're grinding, but you're not really grinding because you're always doing something new. You know what I mean? You're just happen to be leveling along the way. Um, so I think that's a great one. That game, man, I, I won't go on a rant here about that game, but um, I promise, maybe. Um, but, uh, there's guys I've talked about before RKG who are, uh, three guys who do content, uh, full time, um, out of England. And right now they're playing through Elden Ring. They made their chops through the soul series and stuff. They are 15 episodes in about an hour to two hours per episode of their show, 15 hours in, and they're only in the second, what they call the legacy dungeon. So Stormvale's the first one, the legacy kind of castle. There's a second one. 
Rhea Lucario, which you get to in the second area. And the funny thing is, is there are probably 25, 30 hours of edited footage in, which means they've probably played for 50, 60, 70 hours. And there may be 15% through that game. Um, I believe it. Yeah, that game is absolutely remarkable. Um, it, it just continues to astound me. And then and, and in that time, I've put, put over 400 hours into Elden Ring. And in watching their show, they have found several things that i never seen, uh, including a boss, areas. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable how much is in that game. So anyway, that's, that, I'll stop there. But yeah, I think, um, I think um, you've picked the right one. I hope to see you continue it. We'll, we'll track that journey in the coming weeks. And you can uh, let me know how it's going. I would suggest, and, and this is not a s- shameless plug, I swear, but if you're still in Limgrave, check out the guide I put up because there are several critical items you get in Limgrave that are very easy to miss. The game doesn't point you towards them um, that you may have missed, um, and they will really help you going forward. I will. So also, I'll DM you the link just so you can look through it. Um, it's all spelled out for you. So anyway, that's awesome. Dan, you playing anything good? Are you you circling back to Hitman, or do we have uh you know what are you on right now? Uh, what am I playing? I finished Mirage. Yeah, yeah, the game. <laughs> so so hold on, let's back up. Let's back up because you 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 gave Valhalla Seven famously, right? We joked yeah. about that, and I know if I remember correctly, when we talked about Mirage, you were of the opinion that the game Valhalla, excuse me, and those games, right? They've gotten too big, too bloated. Etc. So Mirage, you know, obviously we've talked about it goes back to the closer to what would have been an older AC experience. So did it kind of do it for you or not really? I mean, I I like what they're, I think it's a start of something that could be awesome. I mean, it's a lot more reminiscent of the old games for me. Uh, Again, it's hard for me when I, when there's a character that I really just don't like, it's hard for me to like really enjoy the rest of the game. I mean, the gameplay is good. Uh, I like, you know, most of the stuff that they're trying to do with it. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, for an overall experience, I was just like, all right, that's fine. It could have been a DLC, I think. Uh, it feels like a DLC. Yeah, it really does. It, oh, it's, okay. Yeah, but from a different game, which is weird because <clears throat> I'm glad there's not you know, 15 different towers you got to jump up and, you know, synchronize with in like a very small area or, you know, a, a hundred different little markers on my map, you know, where stuff that I just don't care about, that doesn't really give you anything, you know, it's just, it's like, it's bloat is basically what it is. Um, and the problem, the biggest part with Valhalla is that it, it didn't really change what they were, you know, did from like Odyssey, which I still think is the best one out of that trilogy, and they they didn't, they, they made it worse. They made it somehow worse. You know, they 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 overdid a lot of other stuff. I think those games would be good if they weren't called Assassin's Creed, which is a weird thing to say. I just don't think the the RPGs are Mirage as well. Uh, no, I think Mirage is a little bit closer to your, you know, your 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 old school experience. But that being said, I think they might've went a little bit too far. Like they could have done a little bit more with it, but I, I, I like it. It's a good, it's a good basis for going, you know, going forward. They've got like the, you know, and, and I think, I don't know what they're going to go 
you know, what's the other one coming out? It's like Hex or something like that. Well, they have like four different ones in the works. So they have Jade, they have Hex, they have, um, so they have another RPG one coming, right? Right. Um, And then they have a mobile game coming. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they have another kind of side one coming as well, uh, in addition to Mirage. So there's three more coming. I think they can do both. I really do. But, um, and it'd be nice. They are. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, like you know, like they make this okay, like Mirage and its style of gameplay, where you're, you know, you're kind of a smaller experience, a lot more tight. You can do that. I think they need to clean up some of the mechanics a little bit, um, and you know, but you know, I like the history part of it, uh, but but it's just you know, just feels light. It feels very very light. And again, I don't like Batson very much, but. With that being said, it's it it's it's a, it all comes down. It comes back to Bassin for me, and that's it's not like you know. I want to make sure people know this. You know, I mean, I don't know if you played Valhalla. I don't want to really spoil anything. He's not a good guy, you know. <laughs> so so if you played through all of Valhalla, you'll you understand why I don't really care for him. I, so he, he's not just a nice guy, and really his character in this one wasn't. It, it didn't do anything to really redeem him in my eyes. So. You know, it, it, but that being said, it's kind of like a prequel to Valhalla, you know, before he comes to England. Oh, okay. So, I didn't even you know, know that. It definitely okay. is a prequel. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. It's a prequel. Okay. So this is like before he comes. Um, so you said they didn't go far enough, but then you said the scope is too narrow. So I'm trying to make sure I'm understanding you. So like, like, so like, not, not, not in the same sense. Like I think it's weird. Like because. I like some like the pickpocketing is cool. Um, I don't think they needed to do like some of the weird animus stuff where they, you know, he like jumps from, you know, it's a cool mechanic when you play it. It's like, oh, yeah, look at me, you know, and assassinating people. But I don't know. Like it, it felt like it felt like a, like Assassin's Creed, like the original Assassin's Creed or Assassin's Creed 2. And I, I think they could have done a little bit more. With like 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 how Brotherhood took for one from two, then you went to Brotherhood, and I was like, man, this is that's still my favorite. You know, the addition of like you know, uh, your your other uh, assassins and being able to, I think you can do a little bit more okay. like that. With so they with, narrowed scope too much. Almost well, too I much. mean, I, I think I, I agree with Dan. It, when you play Mirage, one of the things that comes across is that it's not syndicate. It's not really out of the line of the original Assassin's Creed. It's just no. a smaller RPG. Right. So it's it's Valhalla in one city. And then they try to add some mechanics to make it feel like the old Assassin's Creed. But that's more of a sales pitch than anything. So yeah. I totally understand somebody saying that it's not Assassin's Creed enough or it's it's too small for what they did with the RPGs. It's really both. It's kind of a weird hybrid. I like Mirage, but it's not really what they sold it as. It's it feels much more like a Valhalla DLC than I had expected. Yeah, mm. yeah. Maybe yeah, that think- transition because that was the original plan, right? So maybe that transition was too kind of deep to you know really completely change. Yeah, I, I think Rob kind of hit it. You know, you, you know, he I wanted them to kind of iterate instead of duplicate what they did. It's 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 they they could have done a little bit more. I think. With that being said, it was still all right. You know, I, I still enjoyed it. You know, I just, you know, if I think if it was a different character, I might have enjoyed it a little bit more. But you know, from a mechanics gameplay kind of perspective, I think they're going in the right direction. And I think 
you know, maybe the next one, whatever it is they do, whether it be a DLC or a standalone smaller game, you know, I think it'll be, you know, they'll get it. They'll get it eventually. If they, if they take their big RPG and focus more on missions that are this kind of get into a place and do something, right? Like they, they can focus on a mirage. I think their their RPGs are going to be better. So I think it's a good yeah. direction. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like like most of the game is, you know, it, it's 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 the order of the ancients from Valhalla basically put into a smaller game with a, with uh. less of them, you know. So there's far less, but you know, so I don't know. It's almost like they took that little part out. And then added some of the old school mechanics and said, here you go. And you play as Bassam, who's kind of a dick. We talked about that before. <laughs> so Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't know but if I'll good. ever get to it. Um, I, I'm not an Assassin's Creed guy to begin with. But I this is going to probably uh, anger some people. But I hearing that it is a more condensed version but still keeps the kind of RPG mechanics actually interests me more. Um, only because I liked the big RPGs. I do agree they're bloated. I also think Odyssey is the best one of the three. Um, but yeah, so good. yeah. Um, especially like the um, you know, the mythical parts of Odyssey, right? Like the layer, like when they get into the uh, the, the gods and everything. I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Maybe I'll check it out down the line. But that's cool. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Other than that, obviously. Ready for yeah, those, I was gonna say I know you got Spider-Man next week, which is the big one. So playing through um, and ready to go. Also, Spider-Man and Alan Wake. I went. I went. I, for some reason, I went back to Ghost Recon Breakpoint again. I just was there, and I was like, oh, I'll play a couple missions. I love how Dan gets sucked into these just, military yeah. or open world figure out a thing games, and he goes back to the same game, like between Breakpoint, Hitman. Yeah, like oh, if uh, Horizon. My, if you yeah, if you look at my list up on top of what it's basically Hitman, uh, it's it's Ghost Recon right now. I could tell you it's uh, two or three of the Spider-Man games. Technically, it's the second one's on there, and then I think um, not what the hell was the or oh, Midnight Suns is up there. Yeah, uh, I think uh, and Forbidden West is up there yep, on my list. Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, you guys raved about Midnight Suns, and that's been on some ridiculous deals. Like you can get like the hundred dollar oh, edition so for like twenty five bucks or something. So if uh, if you've been want- waiting on that one, now's the time for yeah. sure. Yep, it's a good um, Halloween game. Yeah, there you is. go. There you go. <clears throat> well, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a hoag here, and I want to talk to you about a little game called Bang on Balls. Mm. Yes, that's what I said. Uh, it's actually called Bang on Balls Chronicles uh, is the actual full name. But uh, if you look at everything for it, it's just Bang on Balls. Um, this is a game that um, it debuted two years ago during an ID at Xbox showcase. Uh, you know, just a little trailer. And I remember at the time seeing it and thinking to myself, oh, that looks cool. Like just fun, you know, like goofy fun. So I got a press email this week that this game had released. And, you know, if anyone wants to check it out. So I reached out to PR and they got me a code. And I started checking it out, and um, to kind of give you context of what this game is, it is uh, it's a twenty dollar game by Indie Studio. Uh, it's on all platforms, by the way. That I, I think it's on Switch as well. I don't know if you know Hogue, but um, I know I it's not. on. I know it's. I'll, I'll look, but I know it's on Xbox, PlayStation, PC, etc. Um, but basically, what it is is you are a ball, 
uh, that bounces around and you can jump and dash and everything. And the whole world, all the all the creatures, if you will, in the world are basically balls of different <laughs> sizes and shapes and stuff. Um, but basically what it is, is um, it's like a platformer, a 3D platformer. Uh, that's also a major collectathon. So if you like exploring kind of just big open spaces where you can just, there's not heavy combat, there's combat, super light, very straightforward. Um, but a lot of exploration, a lot of just smashing stuff around the world and collecting a huge range of just like outfits for your guys. So you can get all kinds of hats and weapons and shields and you can make your character look like any country flag in the world and all this stuff it's all included in the game there's no micro track transactions or anything um but what i have found is it's not only super fun to play but it's got just like um so many kind of hidden things in the world as you explore like if you're someone who likes to play a 3d platformer but just explore and collect things and find little secrets in the world you would love it um, I, I have found myself playing this game for hours this week in a week where we have all these other games and all this other stuff going on just because it's so relaxing to just veg out and, you know, explore this little world. And basically what it does is you, you start the game in, in just like a five, 10 minute intro and it goes through these like movie sets of historical moments. So I'm on the world right now, which is Viking. So you get all these English and uh, Dutch kind of Viking or English uh, balls and Dutch Vikings and castles and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And you're just kind of dashing around, smashing stuff and collecting things. It's pretty simple to play. Um, but like I said, what I really like about it is that um, there's just a million things to find in it. And if you are one of those people that likes to collect things in games world and game worlds, this is uh, right up your alley. It's like endless, literally endless how much stuff there is on every level. Yeah, so. Ain sent a message to us in our chat about halfway through the week. I thought I was being punked. I thought he was faking <laughs> it uh, as a game, but it really is quite good. And for an indie <laughs> game graphically, it's very pleasing. I mean, one of the mm-hmm. things that one of the things that the the graphics do is they're very breakable in this game. So virtually everything that you can see, you can roll through with your little what they call them bobs. They're yep. they're bang on balls, so they're bobs. It's the Bob Chronicles, uh, but. Um, you can smash almost everything, and yes, it's funny to go come upon a Viking castle, and all the balls are the Swedish flags uh, and, and things like that <laughs> with so horns and swords, and there's Viking ships, and yeah, yep. And you can get a you can get a Viking hat and a and a little sword that your handless, armless ball holds next to it, hovering. Um, yep. It's enjoyable, uh, really. In terms of those games that I used to love so much, Banjo Kazooie and mario 64 and those things where you just run around to space and try to navigate it and collect things uh it's got that vibe completely for 20 bucks i i recommend it as well yeah it's uh and it's charming right like um you know they're they're, they don't really talk talk um but they will they make all these kind of noises and kind of funny things to show emotions and you know guy the vikings will chase after you and like i said there's a little bit of combat in it but it's nothing serious right kids can definitely enjoy it um, oh yeah, no. It's you, you hold down the the trigger button and you roll into things fast. Yeah, you roll into things or dash at them and smash them. And um, and uh, like I said, there's just there's hidden stuff everywhere. Um, like I some of the stuff that was crazy. Like this morning, I I I forget what I did. I hit something and all of a sudden I was like giant. Like I took up like half the screen and I was literally just smashing everything and all the enemies. And um, that's when you yeah, get the bang you... on balls song. <laughs> that's the thing, folks. Uh, yeah, and I, I I'm still trying to get enough. I'm still trying to get enough of the little ball currency to pay for my ticket into the arcade. 
Yeah, yeah, and so you get you find the stuff all over the world, and then you can uh, spend it. There's stuff hidden all over that you spend it. It unlocks other secrets. Like I said, it's endless. It's endless, so I won't stay on about it, but definitely check it out. I've been very, very pleasantly surprised at how engaging the game is, um, and even with all these other big games we're talking about, I find myself still playing it. I was playing it this morning um, just because it's so fun, so check that out. Um yeah. <clears throat> couple of things I just want to shout out to. Uh, so Zach, who did our Lords of the Fallen review, also uh, previewed a game called Deceit 2. It's a uh, kind of asymmetrical horror game um, in early access. It sounds like it needs a little work still. Um, so it is in early access to, you know, to give them benefit of the doubt that they're going to continue to improve the game. He had some struggles with it, but we have a preview of that up on the site if you want to check that out. Um, also, of course, Cocoon, we mentioned it last week. Peter, for us, actually finished that game and really, really loved it. I know, Hogue, you said you weren't as big on it as some others. Um, but it, uh, well, Peter I mean, loved good. it. Yeah. I, I just don't, it, it's a good puzzle game. I, it just didn't cross whatever threshold I needed to cross in order to be like, oh, that's that's a legend. You know, it's not Portal, yeah. it's not Stanley Parable. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but Peter wrote an article on that. So we have an article up on Cocoon as well. If you want to learn more about that and check that out, that's on Game Pass and also uh, released fully as well. If I can circle back uh, to one thing on Bang on sure. Balls. Yeah, because, please do. Because of the title, I wanted folks to know on my channel, on everybody's channel, that it's it's a very family-friendly kind of game. Very. It's not yes. none of the none of the things that you might be thinking about the title actually apply to this game <laughs> no and, and it's kind of and ironic really because i'm out the the title <laughs> you the title kind of alludes to you that it's well i don't know what it alludes to you depending on your mind um but honestly if it wasn't for the title being so weird i would have forgotten about it but when i got the press email because and we get like literally like a hundred a day so it's always just scanning emails to see you know titles i saw bang on balls and i'm like wait a minute that rings a bell and that's the only reason I opened that email. So I'm very glad that uh, they did name it something like that because it kind of stuck out to me. But yes, it is also one thing I forgot to mention. It is two-player split screen. So if you have kids, they can play together and just smash everything in the world on the same screen. It is also four-player co-op online. So you can invite your friends in. It's very easy to do so. Um, and again, it's like, you know, you can save everywhere around the world. It's constant saving. It's not like, um, it's just fun, man. It's just a fun game. All right. Is that enough ball talk for the week? This will be the episode that you guys can go back to with the most references to balls in the <laughs> show's history. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but what we can we can go to the tape. We can go to the tape. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, already uh, 350 people hanging out with us today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, good to see everyone. I'm going to get to Lords of the Fallen and my thoughts there. I'll cover our review. Before we do that, let's get caught up on some Super Chats and memberships. Musical Soup. Two, the sequel, by the way, not Musical Soup 1, uh, is gifted memberships left, right, and center over on the Hogue channel. Uh, looks like we're up thank to you. eight gifted memberships, Musical Soup. Thank you so much for helping Hogue out. We have a nice. super chat as well from my good friend, Mr. Detective C. <clears throat> Detective C's $20 super chat. Thank you very much. Uh, big year for games. Glad to see you all doing well. Bring on Alan Wake 2 and Spider-Man 2. Yes. Yeah, Spider-Man 2 downloaded itself yesterday. So yes, it did. Ready to go. Nice. 
Nice. I'm excited for you guys, man. I, I've said many times, not my type of game, but I know many, 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 many are excited for it. Looks awesome. So I hope you guys, uh, hope you guys love it. We'll talk about it next week, of course. Uh, Alan Wake Two is Alan Wake Two is the following week, so we've got two weeks, so we'll be able to talk about that. But uh, obviously, pumped for that one. We also have Super Mario Wonder this week, which yep. I'm super excited for. Um, if you didn't see it, I think it was Game Informer I had an interview with uh, the creative director and a few people that worked on Wonder, like an exclusive interview. And they talked about managing that game from a uh, playability standpoint for their obviously, you know, younger audience, but while still presenting a bigger challenge for kind of the guys like me who grew up playing platformers, right? And want more of a challenge. Sounds really good. Sounds like it has, you know, they Nintendo's kind of worked on the whole gamut here of a whole range of uh, accessibility meets, uh, you know, core 2D platforming. So, man, I'm, I'm even more pumped for that game now. So. Seeds, thank you very much. By the way, Detective Seeds, great YouTube channel, great reviewer. If you haven't checked him out, please do so. Um, he's, uh, he's a good dude, and he makes good content, so check that out. Shush in the house. Shush. Oh, reaction to host tastes uh, shows how basic everyone else's <laughs> taste is. Uh, keep at it, Hogue. Be the weird in the sea of dated standards. Be the ocean among lakes. <laughs> Shine through this thicket <laughs> of stale values. <laughs> We just talked about balls for 15 minutes. Come on, Zhuge. You know, we're doing our part. That's true. Zhuge is awesome, though. Zhuge hangs out in our Discord, man. It has me laughing all the time, uh, the comments. So thank you so much, Zhuge. Appreciate you. (laughs) Uh, Arctic Wolf. Arctic Wolf. Uh, Keep safe and strong, guys. I will. Thank you very much, Wolf. Um, Yeah, it's... uh, yeah, a lot of craziness out there right now. A lot of there's sickness going around. It's a crazy world we live in. So yes, keep safe and strong. Um, I want to shout out. No, I'm not going to do that. Never mind. Never mind. Moving Don't on. Do Don't do it. Um, yeah, that, that wrong time. Um, Wolf, thank you very much for the super chat. Appreciate you. And Luke's in the house from uh, XEP. Ah, uh, I really want to read this one, but uh, two dollars. Thank you, Luke. Uh, I was born at a young age. All right. Yep. Okay. Thanks, All buddy. right, Luke. Yeah, damn it, Luke. It's funny how you haven't matured at all either. So yeah. uh, that's and it's he interesting. still looks like a. You know, two-year-old. <laughs> well, vampires do live a lot longer than humans. That's so true. That's yeah, true. It is true. Um, Luke, thanks, man. And of course, as we always recommend here, super veteran of the show, been with us since the beginning. Check out Xbox Expansion Pass. Appreciate you, Mo, with a member comment as well. Ah, nice. Shout out to the panel. I finished the battle. Uh, is last night in Halo uh, getting ready for season five? Uh, that oh, ABK... I think he needs a battle pass. He finished the battle, the battle pass. pass. And, and, okay, yeah. All right, that makes sense. Uh, the yes. ABK trailer was fire. I don't know what that is. Ains, Halo campaign ever. <laughs> I've, you know how many people have reached Dan? out? Say it again, Hope. You didn't see the Activision trailer, Dan? I did not. Oh. I have uh, everything yeah, was... literally blocked. That says like from merger. The word merger, acquisition, uh, ABK, Activision Blizzard, Xbox, PlayStation, uh, you know, Jim Ryan. I mean, literally, my, my timeline is mostly football now. So that's about it. Yeah, I don't know what the trailer, I don't know what the tweet was. It was probably something like, we welcome our Activision friends to the Xbox family or something along those lines. Yes. I saw I saw a, a tweet. Yeah, it's a good trailer. A trailer. Okay. It's a good trailer. Um, obviously, they had it prepared for a while, right? Um, 
Sure. Mo, awesome that you finished the battle pass. Uh, yes, Halo Season Five is next week, so uh, I promise uh, I won't talk about Halo too much. But yeah, the World Championship is this weekend. I got my my awesome new hoodie. Spartans never die. Um, <clears throat> and um, Wolverine yes, takes defense, but I know that's a Halo sweatshirt. <laughs> it's uh it's an amazing design on the back i don't want to try and get up and show you guys but um it was artwork that a community member did that one of the pro teams picked up and actually made into merch um but anyway yes the world championship is is the championship sundays today so i'll be watching that later and then uh season five is next week which looks incredible too uh i've had a lot of people dm me funny enough about uh do i have any info on halo campaign uh, the short answer is nothing specific. What I can say that I know anyway is that, yes, they do have team working on the next Halo campaign. It is part of that restructure that is, uh, you know, building the next generation of Halo on Unreal. Um, I don't know if I'm a betting man. I think I told a friend the other day the earliest I would expect to see another halo single player campaign outside of like firefight and stuff they're doing in, in infinite uh it's a couple years it's gonna be a while so don't don't uh, hold your breath sadly hmm. so that said i hope they continue we talked about this last week i hope they continue the story from um from infinite with the endless and atriox and stuff i i please don't give up on that because it's really good eleanor Oh, I slipped in there. I didn't even see that one. First ever <laughs> message. Uh, little stars. Uh, glad to be spending my afternoon with you. <laughs> Again, big thanks to Ho for recommending Sea of Stars. I love that so much. Blue Heart. It's a great game. Yes. Yeah. Eleanor is awesome. Uh, always leaves us comments, always gives us engagement, and says she loves uh, hanging out with us while she's playing games. So uh, she came to us from your channel, Hogue. Never really listened to gaming podcasts before, but says she listens to us every week now um, and just Good. hangs out with us. So it's awesome. It's awesome. I'm so glad. Yeah. And I, I, I love Sea of Stars. What a great game. Yeah. I, in fact, if I recall, Eleanor, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, she loved it so much. She was asking about recommendations for other pixel RPGs. I think she might and, have asked on my channel because I, I think I told her, and I'm, it might have been somebody else. So apologies if it is Eleanor. Uh, Chained Echoes is the other game yep. I associate with the last couple of years of pixel RPGs. Chained Echoes is excellent. I said, uh, I think in a comment, I said Octopath as well. You may want to check out um, one yeah. and two. Octopath is, oh. I, I guess I assume Octopath is a little bit more well known. I might be a wrong assumption, but just because of the Square Enix marketing power, Octopath Traveler is great. Octopath Traveler 2 is even better than the first one. But I like Chained Echoes. And then going back a little bit before that, I really like a game called Cross Code. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Good shout out. Good shout out. Um, and this uh, Rick Davis has a comment as well, which is a good segue because I was just about to jump to Lords of the Fallen. So we can That's talk about perfect. that. All right. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, really enjoying Lords of the Fallen. Technical issues aside, uh, really struggled against the first real boss, but finally got her. Felt amazing. Nice job, Rick. <laughs> Yeah, good job, Rick. Um, yeah, so Lords of the Fallen, let's get to it. So uh, Travis reviewed it for IGN. He gave it an 8. Um, Zach reviewed it for us. He gave it an 8.5. So they were pretty much the same uh, in the same ballpark, and they said similar things. In fact, they played co-op together as well in the review period. Um, the big things that jumped out to them, and the one that you've probably seen across Twitter, across, across Twitter, across Twitter are the technical issues. Um, so this is an Unreal Engine 5 game, if you weren't aware. It's pretty clear that uh, I think uh, Carl at SG said it best that there's teething issues uh, with this engine as developers uh, start to kind of get their handle on it. So it um, 
during the review period, from what I've heard from Travis and Zach and others I've talked to, it was really bad. Like frame rate drops to 10 FPS, crashes, um, you know, all kinds of bugs and all kinds of messes. The the team over at CI Games has been updating it like mad. They're probably crunching around the clock right now trying to get this, you know, shaped up. There's been several updates since the review codes went out. There was an update on Thursday night before launch, and there was another update Friday night after launch. Um, and I'm sure they'll have another one this week. So they're they're trying to get it kind of up to par. I am playing on PS5. I got a code late. I didn't start until Thursday, so just a day before launch. My experience has actually been generally good. There's some frame rate issues at times, but I've had no crash. Well, that's a lie. I had one crash. Um, <laughs> one crash, but um, it's generally been good. I haven't had any kind of the issues uh, that I'm seeing some people have. Apparently, the Xbox version is struggling right now because the the kind of day one patch that fixed a lot of the stuff on the PC and PS5 side was delayed like a day or two. So it launched without that patch. And now, you know, they're trying to get there. So I think by a week or two from now, it'll probably be in pretty good shape technically, which is a shame because it's just as it always does, right? With these types of launches, like Prey was the same way. It distracts from the conversation around the game itself which we shouldn't ignore the technical issues. They definitely need to be called out. But the game itself is pretty incredible. I am, um, I want to say I'm about 12 hours in, and it's a pretty long game from what Zach and Travis tell me, about 50 hours or so. Um, I am absolutely loving it. This is probably my favorite Souls-like that I've played in some time, maybe ever. We'll have to see how it continues you know, into the game. But it is um, to exempt the real souls line. Exempt the from series. Yeah. Yeah. Although I will say if it keeps up this kind of pace in terms of what I've seen so far, it will top some of the front games as well for me personally. Um, Maybe maybe a couple (laughs) from games are are just they're ahead above. Um, But it is uh, it does a lot of unique things that I really, really like. Um, It is deep. It is very challenging. So the the one thing Zach and Travis called out, among others, is that the boss fights were kind of a letdown. And so far, I have kind of seen that the last three major boss fights I had, I beat on the first try, Um, which, you know, typically you don't really do. Um, They're cool design, some of them, but they just, yeah, they're not very challenging. But that said, the world can be very challenging, very punishing. So um, you kind of have this unique element where you're in Axiom, which is kind of like our world, right? The real world. And then you have Umbral, which is like the the world of the dead, if you will, for lack of a better phrase. Um, And you can migrate between those, basically. Um, And just the implementation of that and how it's done in the world design. Because there are, for instance, you'll be walking through the normal world and you can hold up this lamp to kind of see where the Umbral world is. And there'll be paths that you can only go down if you're in umbral so you can transfer to umbral and then you go down this other path but it basically has this really haunting kind of horrific feel like you're being hunted at all times when you're in umbral um <clears throat> and so uh there's kind of like this timer that watches you and it gets harder and harder over time and then basically you have to transfer back to the real world to kind of reset that if you will um but what i have found is there's so many branching paths and the world design is so vast that um, if you are someone who likes the Souls kind of sense where you explore and just kind of face challenge after challenge and the game pushes back pretty hard at times, um, it has really, really impressed me. Obviously, there are people 
who don't like that. And if if you find uh, punishing games frustrating, or you um, you know you're one of those that's kind of on the edge of liking Souls games, but you find them frustrating, or you know they they make you mad at times, don't play this game. It's not for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not it's not for you. Um, but I was going to ask you about navigation because I yeah. already have to kind of really think about what I'm doing and focus on the details of the environment in order to navigate one of these games. And if you had a uh-huh. second world on top of this one, that sounds impossible. Well, I yeah, and I think that's part of what. So I was talking to Elu, who's in the chat as well, and him and I share very similar kind of tastes when it comes to stuff like this. And I told him last night that I went so far down a rabbit hole of this umbral path and just branching paths, right? I didn't even know what the main path was anymore. I had no idea. Um, And I love that, right? Some people that would drive crazy, they'd be like, tell me where I'm supposed to go. Um, I'm the direct opposite. It's like, I'm just going to keep exploring and finding whatever the hell I find. um, And I'll just keep doing that because I love it so much. So it, it will definitely come down to personal taste in that regard. Yeah, I don't think I'd mind just exploring. I'm an explorer type kind of person, but I would mind just completely getting lost and not being able to find my way back at all. Yeah. <laughs> no good. So the, the one nice thing I will say in that vein is you can kind of find yourself just way out there, right? In an area that you've gone on for a long period of time, but you do get the bonfires, right? They're not bonfires, it's called vestiges. Um, and you can uh, warp between them, any of them. So, you know, you do kind of have this fast travel system between this interconnected world that you can use, um, which has not always been the case. But uh, the one thing I do really like, too, is it is a properly interconnected world. So you can walk between, you know, all of these different areas and there's multiple ways to reach different areas. Like I was just discovering all these different paths that led to other areas I'd been to or knew or it's just um, I love it. I love it. There's a lot of different build variety, right? There's there's 13 player classes, and then obviously you have all of your weaponry and swords and spells and everything else that go into it. So it's um, it's good, man. I'm I'm very excited to continue playing it. I haven't played. I've already played 12 hours in what two and a half days, um, and that's with the Halo World Championship going on, which you know really takes up most of my time on this weekend. So uh, you can see how much I love it. I've gotten very little sleep the past couple of days, um, <laughs> but I will um. I would recommend it right now, but if if you're on the fence about it, I would maybe um, read some reviews, right? Spoiler-free reviews like Zach's and Travis's. I would maybe check out a streamer or two in the early game to see if it's up your alley. But I would also maybe wait a couple weeks. I think if they would have waited a couple weeks, maybe Halloween to put this out, um, just from a stability perspective, it would have helped. So let those couple patches roll out and it'll be in better shape. It sounds intriguing. It does. And I, I like spooky games in October. Uh, but yeah, I think I think I wouldn't be able to do both Elden Ring and it. So I'll stick with Elden Ring for right now. Yes. And as I've said, I, I won't go anymore. Elden Ring, you've got the best one, right? So um, yeah, if you can do that, definitely do it. Yeah, uh, I will be one... neither. So <laughs> neither one. It's a shame, Dan, because Elden Ring. Man. I've got Elden Ring. I tried. I hate it. Hate it. Okay. All right. At least you bought it. You know, yeah. help it's 30 million or whatever. It's really it's sold my, yeah. My son. Was um, there, so I was like, eh. no. <laughs> Rob asked uh, who at SG is reviewing. Um, the hell is that? Why? Oh, Spider-Man 2. I'm like, Spider-Man what the hell 2, is SM2? Um, Spider-Man 2. I think Alex is reviewing Spider-Man 2. Alan Wake 2. I don't know off the top of my head. It might be Zach. It might be Steve. I'm not no, sure. I think it was, isn't Alex here? Didn't he say he was doing it? 
He's doing Spider-Man. I thought he was doing Alan Wake. Unless he's doing both of them. Alex is a champ, so I don't know. He might be doing both of them. Um, Arctic Wolf says, also, is Halo World Championship being streamed? Yes, absolutely. So Twitch, uh, Halo actually has four different channels typically running. Um, Today, because it's Championship Sunday, they'll probably just be the one or two. So they because there's so many matches going on, I see you confused look hogue. So you have like main stage, which are like the big matches, right? But then you have community stage, you have B stage and all these other matches that are going I, on. I guess I was wondering as to what the other cameras showed. Like you got one showing the, the game and then like there's one camera focused on one of the players, like just right in their face. But uh, no, that makes no. more sense. Yes, 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 yes. So it's on YouTube and it's on Twitch. You can find it either. They've run it live on both. So you can definitely check that out. Um, just trying to catch up on questions. Sorry. Um, yeah, it says Eric is on deck for Spider Man 2. And Alex Eric is, doing, is okay. Yeah, Alan Wake 2. Alex is okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I don't know what my uh, my crew's doing. They're 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 rocking it. Get I know together. that. Get Dude, we, those guys, honestly, shout out to the crew at Season Gaming. Um, indie site, obviously, we're a small site that the crew has been crushing it. How many reviews and how much coverage we've been doing lately, it's out, it's out of control. So if you haven't checked by this. Stop by the site lately. Check it out. There's a there's an awful lot out there, and we passed 150 reviews on Open Critic, by the way, too last week, which mm-hmm. is awesome. So, um, and uh, Fishstring says, did you know Battlefield 2042 has over 100,000 players right now on Steam? Battlefield 2042, as I've said on a few of these episodes, is awesome. It really is. It sucked at launch. It was broken as hell, but it's it's a really really fun game nowadays. So if you haven't checked out in a while, check it out. It's even part of Game Pass because it's on EA Play. So, um, yeah, check it out. It's a great game. All right, guys. We got Um, no ads. RJH00. No ads. Where you at? Yes. He says indie site with no ads, right? Oh, indie site with no ads. Yes. Yeah. There's no, there's no monetization on the site. No. Um, Something like IGN where you're going to accidentally click on 15 different things, trying to click something, close something. It drives me crazy. It's not just them. I, I don't know if you've yeah. been to any of the, n- not necessarily indie sites, what I would call kind of double A sites lately, mm-hmm. but it is insane what some of them look like when you go to their sites. Like, I can't even. There, there, there'll be like, like four four frames of article and everything else is just yeah. other stuff. And it's just like, like, like the, our local TV channels, websites, like, oh, I want to read this article on. And then the next thing I know, it's like, boom, you know, like, Chiefs. <laughs> like, listen, dude. <laughs> Oh, no, look, actually, listen to him sound like he's trying to complain about Chiefs ads. I hate Chiefs ads. <laughs> They're all over the damn place here. Yeah, we don't need any reminders that the Chiefs are here in Kansas City, no, that's for sure. No, we definitely you can't don't. can't swing a dead cat without hitting Travis Kelsey. <laughs> he's in New York today with his was that a, Was that a uh, cut at uh, Taylor Swift? You call it her a dead cat? No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I like you cut that out right away. No, no, I was not. Mm-hmm. I was watching the Michigan game yesterday, and there were like at least a dozen Travis Kelsey ads. Oh, oh yeah, gosh. he's in everything. Yeah, he's selling me cell phones, insurance, all sorts Vaccines. of stuff. He's all over the place, yeah. man. He's doing he's okay. Yeah. yeah, he's doing all right. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, the only thing, other thing, I wanted to talk about is um, Modern Warfare Three. So the open beta is going on right now. Um, you know, obviously the release coming up. We do have an article from Alex up on that. He, uh, you know, old school Call of Duty player and gave some really good impressions around how Modern Warfare Three compares to old school Modern Warfare. Because if you're not aware, right, they're kind of launching in that vein. They're changing the health. They're changing the 
uh, red dots on the mini mini map. It's all Modern Warfare 2 original from 2009. All those maps remade, right? So they're kind of playing up the angle of nostalgia with this release. And Alex kind of talks about does it work? What doesn't work? Um, how's it feel, etc. So if you're curious about that, I have not spent enough time with it because I've been playing Lords of the Fallen and uh, with my uh, balls on Bangalore and Balls. Um, so I haven't gotten the Call of Duty, but um, you know I'll check it out when uh, when it releases. <laughs> it's funny myself. to think there's nostalgia for the Modern Warfare series because I'm old enough to remember that the Modern Warfare series was the reinvention of Call of Duty in the first place. Correct, one hundred percent true. Uh, it, it feels crazy because if you didn't see two at World Championship at Halo, they announced a Halo Three playlist coming to Infinite with, I think it's eight or ten of the maps from Halo Three remade. So very similar. We're going to be able to play like new mechanics, but in Halo 3 kind of spaces, um, which is, you know, it's just nostalgia is a hell of a drug, man. It sells. It's a stupid drug. Nobody <laughs> should take it. That's right. <laughs> Forget nostalgia, folks. I'll just wait for Final yeah. Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Yes. That's what we want. Yep. No, we want Final Fantasy 9. Come on. Do no, it right. we don't. Yes, Gosh. we do. Come on. Oh, my God. Nine. Nine's I'm not better. sure even I want Final Fantasy VII covered by Modern Square. You don't want them to cover Final Fantasy IX. No, that's probably true. Yeah, that's probably true. Don't don't ruin it. Don't ruin yeah. it. Uh, super chat from Debbie W. Ah, Debbie W. With twenty dollars. Thank you, Debbie. Watching the Bang on Balls slideshow on Steam, and my kiddo is naming all the country <laughs> balls as they come up and cackling with glee. Thank you for mentioning it, Ains. Uh, they are going to lose their mind over this game. Yes. Love it. Mm. Telling you, I, I I wouldn't have brought it up as uh, passionately as I did if I didn't really enjoy it. I'm not. I'm not. I know it sounds funny as we're talking about it, but it is a fantastic fun uh, that I've had with that game and continue to. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Glad you're checking it out. Spreading the love um, of balls through gaming. This is that's it. What we do here is gaming. Yep. <laughs> Debbie, thank you very much for the super chat. Appreciate mm -hmm. you. All right, guys. Well, Activision Blizzard, it's done. Announced, it. what was it now? Like nine, 20 months ago? How, how January 18th. January 18th. Yeah. Wow. Done. Okay. So, uh, yeah, not too far away from two years, which is crazy to think, right? That's wild to think it's been that long since that was announced. But as I said at the start, we don't really want to talk about the deal or the specifics. That's been covered in nauseum. What I'd rather talk about is, okay, this is done. Now what? Um, and I think that, uh, you know, obviously those who watch us here know, you know, we're going to stay away from some of the silly narratives of uh, PlayStation's dead and, you know, Xbox has won and all these ridiculous things. Um, but what I want to talk about is... Um, well, you know, tw as we always joke, Twitter's not a real place, but, you know, those things are out there. Um, <clears throat> but what I really want to talk about is kind of the merger, right? Because that's what you're talking about now and what what kind of comes of that. So there's some interesting things that kind of popped up. So first of all, if you weren't aware, um, Bobby Kotick has announced that he is going to report to Phil through the end of the year and he will be leaving the company at the end of 2023. So kind of what was presumed a while ago when we talked about this is that uh, Kotick's going to be on his way out. He'll get his golden parachute to go on top of his golden everything else he already has. Um, and he will head on out and do whatever. The, the most hilarious thing about it is he's going to focus on philanthropy. Yay. 
Good job, Bobby. Um, so he's going to uh, head on out. And then, you know, the other open question mm-hmm. right now is around Mike Yabara, who, if you may recall, right, was a vice president at Microsoft and Xbox. He helped launch the Xbox One X and Series X, but then went over to Blizzard, got ramped up over there, became the head of Blizzard. Um, I guess the open and he's shown a lot of um, excitement about the merger. So it's going to be interesting to see um, if he stays where he is and they continue to let Mike kind of run that division, if you will, of Blizzard, or if there's going to be some changes there. Uh, there was an article up by IGN I saw that talking about, you know, is your bar going to be uh, moved or, or pushed out? But um, I don't know. I have to think given the history there, and I think at least publicly seems like they're on good terms. I think you let Yabara kind of continue at Blizzard, but I guess we'll see. But I, it's going to be interesting, I guess, the larger picture of the leadership structure and what's going to change and how they're going to kind of fold in the leadership from uh, Activision Blizzard in the Xbox kind of banner. I think that's going to be one of the most interesting things to see unfold. That always is one of the most interesting things about a merger, right? Like we saw how they treated ZeniMax and basically just kept them as their own sovereign nation but <laughs> yes. under Microsoft, if Microsoft has any issues with how that sovereignty is being used. But usually with mergers, you become a more holistic part of the parent corporation. You don't hear about that same sovereignty with uh, Ninja Theory or with Double Fine or with things like that. It's really ZeniMax that got its own brand. Now, Activision is a big enough brand. And I think probably the calculation behind the scenes is that it's still a useful brand to keep out there that gamers recognize. And so they might get the same treatment as ZeniMax from a kind of corporate structure perspective. But it's always a matter of Xbox spent $70 billion or near it for a reason. And they want to make sure that they get some value out of that. So they're going to control aspects of Activision and how it runs, but probably not everything. And I think one of the interesting things is like people think, oh, well, like they've got all the old Sierra titles or they've got whatever random game I like the most is now within the Microsoft wheelhouse. And Phil has said, I'd think about bringing that back. And I don't think Phil Spencer's lying about any of that. I, I think he likes games and that he would want to bring some of the older IPs back. But Activision made its choices for a reason, and that's because they thought that the resources could be best spent to make Call of Duties. I don't know that Microsoft will keep it running the same way, but don't expect to just see all of your old favorites tomorrow uh, with, <laughs> with revamps or on Game Pass or otherwise, because that's not what they spent $70 billion on. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for those who uh, may not be aware, right, what what Xbox and, and Microsoft just purchased, the the um, the breadth of the development talent and employees is actually larger than what they were before. Right. So they've more than doubled the overall scope of uh, what Xbox is. In fact, I wanted to pull up um, while I'm while I'm pulling this up, I will uh, want to just say Sean Layden, uh, you know, former head of PlayStation um and one of my uh favorite people in the industry from the past you know one favorite leaders i would say in the industry of the past 15 20 years he said uh, acquiring is the easy part he said degree of difficulty integration greater than acquisition by a factor of 10 and i think that's what we're talking about is here now you've got 10,000 plus employees coming over to a new um company and those mergers are extensive. We've talked about this in the past. Anyone who's been through a major corporate merger, and I mean a major one, not like you know 50 people are coming over from a, a small company. I mean a major one. There is an awful lot that has to be worked through, and those things take time. Obviously, I'm sure there's some groundwork that has been laid because of the length of how long this you know, acquisition being finalized took. 
Um, but of course, there's some things that couldn't be worked on until now. So I think we're going to see the bre- or, or I think we're going to have this kind of down period now, right, where that slowly starts to trickle some of the messaging out around what's going to come. But I believe I don't know who said it or where the information come. And, and maybe one of you can correct me if you saw it. Um, but I believe there was something that said, you know, certainly don't expect like Activision Blizzard games to show up in Game Pass next week. Right. Like that, that may take some time to start to do that. Obviously, they will come, um, but it's going to take a little time before those things start to kind of piece together. Yeah. I mean, priority one is trying to digest what you've just eaten. Right. If you think of the snake <laughs> exactly. in one of those old videos, they have to go figure out what that looks like now. And that's going to take some time. And Ains is exactly right. The lawyers and the logistics people behind the scenes worked on certain things for the last year and a half, like moving the benefits plans over and doing things that would you could do with just paperwork. But in terms of actually bringing people into the culture and now reporting to other folks and figuring out what that all looks like and what's actually going to work between personalities, that that happens now. And that's minimum a six month process until you're smoothed out. And, yep. and so that's that's going to be a little bit of time. Now, they have intellectual property that they could potentially release and do certain things with. Earlier than that, they might be aimed at a holiday release for something on Game Pass, for instance. Those are the kinds of things I could see. I'm not in these rooms, but certainly I have been in conversations like this with other transactions, primarily with automotive here in Michigan. Uh, but generally speaking, you've got plans. And then like any other human being, you know, God laughs at those plans at some point. So they've, yes. they've got ideas and they'll be trying to move forward with those, but this is a process. And they've also got, you know, looking over their shoulder, the FTC asking for more documents every once in a while, because they just like to be reminded of the fact that they're still there. Um, and <laughs> it's, it's good that it's done. I'm intending to talk about this a little bit more on my channel tomorrow for those that are interested, nice. but uh, we'll see on that. Um, I would I would caution anybody to think that anything is going to be really apparent to us on the outside in the very near term. Yep. 100%. You'll see, you may see some messaging, but in terms of uh, actual changes, yeah, it's going to be a little bit, you're going to have to give it some time. This is a uh, absurdly large deal. So to put it into perspective, and I've seen these going around, but I wanted to share because I know not everyone pays attention to this stuff, but it is, it is rather wild because I was at the Xbox uh, showcase in person in 2018 when they announced that initial five acquisitions, right, of uh, Ninja Theory and, and those and Playground. Um, this was Xbox in 2017 at post Xbox One kind of blunders um, and the rumors of Microsoft potentially leaving the market, um, you know, in terms of Xbox. This was Xbox first party in 2017. So uh, you're talking about six years ago, which isn't that long of time. Um, when you're talking about the gaming industry, right? As of this week with the acquisition complete, this is Xbox six years later. <laughs> it is bonkers what um, the team there has done um, in terms of expansion and their ownership of both IPs, development, talent, studios, everything else to go along with it. And what's even crazier when you look at this infographic, which is almost is hard to fathom, is not only are all these new studios part of Xbox, right? They've expanded the studios we saw previously. So I know 343 went through the rough period we've talked about extensively, right? But like 
these other studios like in exile and playground and compulsion and rare and all these studios they've grown even bigger than they were previously uh some of them have new homes right they have new offices they have uh double the staff playground games has expanded greatly as they develop you know the forza horizon series and fable now um obsidian has grown extensively so it is just mind-boggling the investment that microsoft and the team at xbox have made over the past six years and you know we we, we kind of reflect on the time when um satya came in and said you know we're all in on gaming and phil made his case i guess behind the scenes and you know amy hood and satya kind of bought in and um whether whether whatever happens from here on out i think it's hard to argue uh, they weren't kidding because <laughs> this is uh the company a company to change that vastly in six years time is i won't say the word unprecedented it's not that but it is um remarkable especially in a space like this when you're talking about this amount of revenue and this amount of um spend if you will because we we may have the public figures right on the acquisition of bethesda and the acquisition acquisition of activision that's a pain in the ass to say um it always has been <laughs> but we don't i'm just gonna say blizzard from now on you know what i'm talking about but um we don't have the public figures right on expanding playground games setting up new studios uh hiring you know several hundred or thousands of more people in all of these <clears throat> things and, and everything that goes along with that uh the spend is is enormous and um now to hoag's point now you you're here now you're where you want to be from a first party development uh talent perspective you have this vast array of tech, not only talent and people, but you have technology, right? With these acquisitions comes technology, projects that were in the pipeline, um, patented things, you know, that that no other company has now. You have all these engines to work with. You have all this stuff. Um, figuring out the best course of action forward and how you maintain profitability of something as large as Call of Duty or as large as Candy Crush um, while charting a new direction, whatever that new direction may be, don't underestimate that um, challenge. That is far more challenging from a business perspective than it may be um, seen on the outside. Not saying Xbox can't do it. I'm just saying that that is a uh, internally that's going to be something. I would love to be a fly on the wall because it's huge. Yeah, I mean, what's really interesting to it for me uh from the outside again is that you got to see it a little bit in the emails that leaked out but yeah phil spencer is behind the scenes asking his bosses for a hundred billion dollars that's what he's <laughs> done the last five years right and if you if you get stressed out thinking about oh your salary and that your bosses will be mad because you made a mistake on this like phil's in hawk now for a hundred billion dollars of microsoft spend so there's some stress with that job and i don't know how it will go i've said in this space I have concerns about how the Xbox pipeline has been managed over the last few years. I hope it goes great because I'm a gamer and I want it to go great. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, and so that's a lot of bodies. It's a lot of people that are now under the Xbox gaming group. And we'll see how it goes from here. But I, I hope that if you're a gamer or you're interested in gaming, that you're rooting for them because we're all better off if they succeed and that that $100 billion proves to be competitive with the other major players in the industry like Nintendo and Sony. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I think just, you know, with the new, you know, price increases for PS5, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big acquisition guy. I'm not a big 
consolidation person. I can't, I don't like it, especially when it's a company that, I mean, let's be honest, guys. I mean, they, it's not like they've been killing it on the production line, you know, over the past, you know, 10 years or whatever it is. So, <clears throat> but starting to see, you know, when I start to see those other companies in the same space get kind of comfortable with their position and then start making decisions based on what they're doing, their, their, their market lead, their, what Sony in particular, you know, it, it starts getting me pissed off. And I'm just like, listen, guys, you, I know, yeah, you're good. I, this is why we need Xbox to succeed because we need somebody to push Sony or Nintendo and, and, and they just haven't, you know, in the past. So I'm hoping that, you know, they, they come in, they've got Activision, they've got Bethesda now, they, they, they've got all these studios, let's do something with them, right? Let's not, you know, let them just fall to the wayside. I'm sure there'll be some of them that shut down, you know, maybe eventually, but, you know, you, you've got an opportunity, you've got the money to back it up, just get it done, right? Let's just see some results. I don't care about all this other crap, you know, just results are what's... Are, Speaks to me at the, at the as the you know the end consumer. as a consumer, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. we we talked about it before, right? Like, er, I know everyone's talked about this, but you just look at the generations back when generations were a little more clear. Um, but you know, PlayStation came into the industry in '95 or '94 in Japan, right, and kind of set the world on fire. And by the end of PlayStation Two, with it being as dominant as it was, PlayStation was in that dominant position, and that led to the PS3 and Xbox 360 came out. We've talked about it before. Punch Sony in the mouth, right? Yeah. Um, and dude. Xbox 360 was amazing. Still one of my favorite consoles of all time. Um, PlayStation 3, Sony had to learn some lessons, right? Then we come out. Xbox got cocky with Xbox One. They're going to have an Xbox in every household. Um, PlayStation 4 generation, it turns again, right? They punch back, and we get some of uh, some of you know what would be considered some of the greatest recent games on the the PlayStation first party side. Going back to Sean Layden again, he led that. Um, and now we have uh, a space where I, I personally love both the PS5 and the Series X. Um, you know, I, I think we're in a good space there. But I think to your point, Dan, especially we've joked about it under the more recent Jim Ryan era. Play, PlayStation has not been shy about making decisions that are financial. Um, yeah. And they are not necessarily best aimed at us in terms of gamers sometimes. Yeah. And I think that having that competition is a must. You have to have that. Nintendo is always kind of here. Nintendo, you know, we've talked about it extensively. But um, I think that this, to your point, I, I I was with Hogue, and I know we've talked about this as well, around like concerned around Xbox's assimilation of this level of uh, this breadth of, of talent and managing that portfolio, I guess is a good word to use. Um, I am a little more confident now, given what I've seen over the last 12 to 18 months. Um, I was especially fortunate to be in the room in the uh, media session at uh, in June when uh, it was just a closed-door session. Like I said, it wasn't uh, publicized. With Phil, Sarah Bond, uh, Matt Booty, and Todd Howard talking about... Um, they talked about the Activision Blizzard deal at the time, right, and, and getting it done. But they were talking about exactly this, right? Pipeline, how they their game delivery, how twenty twenty one, or excuse me, twenty twenty two was a letdown, and you know they they the cadence. We've talked about that a lot, mm -hmm. but I think that um, 
it feels like they've they've kind of gotten over the main hump there. And if you look at what they've showed us coming next year, right, um, it looks excellent. And I just hope that they're past that bar now. Um, with Activision, <laughs> Hoag said it right. You know, you're talking about a massive number of uh, developers and studios that primarily, almost entirely, have worked on Call of Duty because that's made the most financial sense over the past several years. Whether or not that continues is going to be very interesting to see because financially you're talking about a $70 billion spend and there's going to be receipts that have to be had. And if Call of Duty is the biggest thing financially for them to continue to focus on, well, you're probably going to have well, a lot of Call of Duty. It's not. It's really it's it's king, right? It's 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 Candy Crush. It's that's where they're going to. You know, yeah. No, I'm I'm talking specifically from, about Activision right. But just from just yeah. from their the purchase. But yeah, I mean, you you could. I mean, do what they're doing with Halo. You know, just I mean, they've they've already got like that cadence. I mean, at least Activision did uh, with the. Uh, you know, putting out a new Call of Duty every year. You know, you can just make it a live service infinite game, Call of Duty Infinite or whatever you want to call it. And just, <laughs> you know, continue to update it. And, you know, you don't have to put all that work in, I feel like, every single year on a new version of it. Even though you it's have best selling game studios. every year though, Dan. You think they're gonna give right. that up? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean we're we're underselling Modern Warfare Three's release a little bit in this space, but that's gonna be know. the biggest launch of the year. I, yeah, yeah it's it the best is, selling game every sure. year. I mean, well, I think yeah, the only I, year that Call of Duty wasn't the best selling game that year was one of the Rockstar years, either Grand Theft Auto Five or, or Red right. Dead Two. But can you make but... that money up somewhere else? Is what I'm saying. You know, no, that's exactly that's, good. Those are the conversations, yeah. right? Yeah, like yeah. having like, because the conversation actual... isn't can Call of Duty make money if we keep being Activision and we just let Activision be Activision. <laughs> that, that's almost answered as a yes. Yes. What yeah. they were planning on behind the scenes is, okay, if we have this many developers and those intellectual properties, can we make that money and add variety to Game Pass? I mean, like, they're trying to figure out yes. what they can do. Exactly. And that, and that's not a short conversation. That's going to no. take a long time to figure out. No, and um, it's, it's all going to be human beings trying to predict the future. So it's always always interesting in the room there. Yeah. 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 I think what's going to be really interesting next year is because we've lived in a world where, you know, Call of Duty is an event every year, whether you play it or not, it is. Um, And seeing that type of uh, that type of game come to Game Pass on day one with probably what will start to be Xbox exclusive content. Um, If, you know, I I forget what the legalities are there in terms of exclusive uh, content like they do on PlayStation today, Hogue. Um, But just seeing Call of Duty being that big of a release and, and what's going to come being under the Xbox umbrella is going to be going to be pretty remarkable to witness. <clears throat> you didn't forget because we haven't been able to see the actual contract between Sony and Xbox on this, but I would suspect that they'll still be able to do it as they did before with exclusive marketing pieces, either direction. One would presume towards Xbox, but right. We'll yeah. See. And I can't, I can't remember. We looked it up before. I can't remember if the, the uh, marketing deal with PlayStation ends this year or next year. I can't remember. It's 2024, um, but I don't know whether it's before the next release or, or after it. Right. Right. Um, so for those who uh, aren't aware as well, just looking at the IPs that Activision Blizzard owns that Xbox now owns, obviously, I mean, you know, the ones we're talking about, the Call of Duty, the Candy Crush, Crash Bandicoot, right? Um, we talked about Guitar Hero. They own all the Quest series, the old Sierra games, King's Quest, Space Quest, Police Quest. Um, Hero thing- Quest. Quest for Glory. <laughs> you Zork. Quest in it, it's probably theirs. Zork. Remember Zork? Um, yes. <clears throat> Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. 
um tenshu which is you know a game that man um and then of course bring tenshu that's, back bring tenshu back and that's before getting to blizzard of course so you talk about diablo i i said on twitter this week that i've been gaming a very long time all three of us have right the fact that call of duty diablo warcraft starcraft um all those games are now xbox first party is just wild to say out loud it's wild like i remember you know obviously we all remember when xbox wasn't even a thing right i remember xbox coming onto the scene and of course um they were pretty they were doubted by a lot of people coming on the scene in 2001 um and it was really halo that is the i doubted them too um and halo is you know the game that kind of put them on the map in the console space um but it's it's just crazy to think 20 years later we're sitting here having this conversation um because i grew up with activision games on the atari going way back you know you're talking in the early 80s activision games and uh it's just a wild space to think that about pitfall right baby pitfall. I, 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 and that's still I, an ip i was in an economics class i was in an economics class in college explaining to my professors that microsoft would need a strong appetite for losses in order to succeed in entering this space because Xbox came in while I was in college, and I said, I, I don't see them having that kind of appetite. They just come off the antitrust lawsuits. Uh, they had just had all the stuff with um, uh, the browsers and, and whatnot. And I think early on, there were a couple of moments in early Xbox history where it looked like they might just side out. Yeah. Uh, and that they didn't, I think, is good for gaming. People keep coming into my channel and saying that I'm a huge Xbox fan. And that's really not the case. I just am in favor of investment in my favorite industry. And I really don't think that you can argue that Microsoft has committed to the gaming side of things more than you could have ever guessed one generation ago. Very true. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I also think it's a little uh, disingenuous to, to, or I don't know the word reductive, maybe of, of looking at Xbox's place in gaming history. I think when when people kind of, you know, you have some people that kind of say like, oh, Xbox has never done anything but bought studios. And you, you think about what they did with broadband and you think about what they did with uh, Xbox Live and you think about what they did with the App Store on the Xbox 360 and Connect and all these different things. There's a lot of firsts that Xbox has brought to the gaming industry. And that's not to necessarily, that, that is to credit Xbox to a degree, but it's more pointing out that when you have the companies like we're talking about, the Xbox, the PlayStation, the Nintendo's, and the others over the years, they push each other, right? And they're always looking like we, we get the dual sense out of PS5 because they're looking to do something more interesting in the controller space, right, with haptics. And now what we're hearing is Xbox is going to introduce haptics in their, their revised controller, right, with the, the Series X uh, redesign. Things like that, they push each other. And I think I get really frustrated when people can't see that bigger picture of, um, oh, I'd rather just Xbox be gone from the industry. It's like you, even as a non-Xbox person, would be worse off if that was to happen. So just like worse. we would be worse off if PlayStation was gone and worse off if Nintendo was gone. It's true for all three of them. Um, I, I think Arcade changed the entire console landscape, right? I mean, I remember going into Arcade when the 360 came out and thinking how cool it was that there were all these little games. Oh, Xbox Live offer, Arcade? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That could offer these good experiences that maybe weren't comparable in size to AAA, but like... Yep. Most of my gaming now is essentially digital downloads of things that don't have a real marketing presence or as, as Hoag's Notes points out, right? People people talk about my taste or what have you, but I'm playing all sorts of stuff that probably wouldn't exist in the same way if you didn't have that kind of cracking open of the Steam side of consoles. 100%. 100%. And I think it's, um, 
you know, I think that that some of that stuff is is overlooked and um, it's it's kind of frustrating in that space. And that's before even getting some of the technological enhancements as well. The, the home theater support, the audio support, the all kinds of other things that they've done through the years. Um, by the way, I'll quickly shout out. Yasid says um, no real exclusive content for Call of Duty after Sony exclusivity. Phil said he doesn't believe in that, but marketing will should obviously be on the Xbox side. So uh, be interesting to see. That for sure. Um, and I forgot to mention yeah. Guitar Hero. I know we've all talked about Guitar Hero, but that is also owned by uh, Xbox now. I just don't think we can know. And I don't know that Phil's quotes on that are specifically the end of that discussion. Yes, agree. Um, so I, I, I think you can take it as important. He's the head of gaming. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of people in the room for making those kinds of decisions. <laughs> the, the way you said that was funny. He's the head of gaming. For Microsoft, he means, by the way. Yes, I did. Isn't that what they call it? They, they call it their, he's president of gaming. CEO of gaming. He's CEO oh, okay. of gaming. Yeah. No, I was laughing because when you said he's the head of gaming, I, it sounded like gaming. Like, <laughs> I think the head of, I think the head of actual gaming is some gotcha owner in, uh, in Asia somewhere. They're, they're the ones that make trillions of dollars. You are very right about that. That's true. Um, let's get to a couple super chats we've had sitting here. Gecko's here. Hey, Gecko with the six euros. Just want to see a new Crash Bandicoot and Spyro. How good is Crash Four? Darn it, Activision! <laughs> yeah, and I want to see uh, some of these developers put on Banjo Kazooie before Crash or Spyro. Damn it! Come on. And you heard him first, folks. Give Ains his Banjo Kazooie skin in Call of Duty. That's yeah. what he wants. <laughs> that would be awesome. Given where Call of Duty has gone the past few months that wouldn't even shock me i gotta imagine just banjo there on Warzone with like a little kazooie gun dude right i would actually buy i I would buy that before Nicki minaj i can tell you that much (laughs) (laughs) the the sad videos on twitter of people killing banjo would make me upset Mm. i never die it's okay Mm. we can do it uh (laughs) highlander Uh, highlander with the five dollar super chat i hope this is not out of line it it is uh, but what happens if Sony or Tencent try to acquire Ubisoft because of the streaming rights for ABK games? I am not a legal analyst, but good all thing right. I have one right below me. So. <laughs> so there's a couple things here. First of all, Ubisoft has withstood a lot of hostile takeover attempts in the recent past, so they're probably not the uh, the softest target for a hostile takeover. The other thing I would add there is that the streaming rights for ABK games are probably not valuable enough to to drive a kind of takeover attempt. A hostile takeover is much more expensive than a friendly takeover, and neither Sony or Tencent is likely to try it. Does that mean that they won't potentially try to get the Ubisoft board on board with some type of acquisition? No, but I don't know whether Sony or, well, Tencent always is looking for companies, but I don't know whether Sony is in the business (laughs) of looking for giant companies to acquire right now. I really don't. Their stock price isn't high enough to run it with shares, and they don't have enough cash on hand to to uh, compensate for it with cash. So Sony's yep. kind of got to play it out like it is right now, and we'll see where, what happens with them long-term. You covered everything I was going to say. So there you go, and which Hogue often does, yes. which is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, yeah, yeah, nothing else to say. Thank you, Highlander, with the Super Chat. I think Hogue answered your question. Um, there was, uh, damn it, there was something else I was going to mention. And I forget what it was now. Ah, it'll come back to me. Highlander, thank you for the support. Hargeet is here. What's up, dude? Uh, Hargeet, the $10 super chat. Uh, question for Ho. Given 
PlayStation has redefined the console market with Nintendo not being a competitor <laughs> with 98% uh, market share in Japan. Can PlayStation acquire more and get approval in Japan? When is it a monopoly? So certainly 98% market share would have monopoly problems in definition. But the bigger issue you'd have is that everything you just heard in the ABK deal, that isn't precedent. That doesn't apply to whatever the next argument would be. So you'd find Sony reimagining what the market looks like should they need to with respect to other regulators, right? Suddenly Nintendo is a major competitor because of their big market share in Japan or elsewise. <laughs> so the given there doesn't really apply in, in not a good way, right? You're saying, Rick, that sounds illogical. Yeah, it, it is. But that's the reason PlayStation could even go and stand out on that branch is that it's unlikely to swing back around for them, even though if Microsoft wanted to bring a claim to a regulator, they could use this type of argument, but most regulators would laugh at them. Most regulators would say, yeah, Nintendo is part of the gaming industry. And Microsoft could could go back into its corner and say, but but that's not fair. And they'd say, yeah, sorry. You won your cases <laughs> because it's ridiculous. So yeah, Nintendo is part of the gaming industry. PlayStation does not have a 98% market share in Japan. So mm. those are the givens that a regulator would actually look at. Awesome. Cool. Th thank you for that. Um, wanted to shout out uh, 400 people too, nearly just under 400 people. Share this out, guys. Let's cross that 400 barrier hanging out with us today. Appreciate you, Hargeet. Hope you're doing well, brother. Good to see you. Thank you for the support. Absolutely, yes. Um, so yeah, I you know, the, I think that the next few months, as we said at the start here, will be a little quiet in this front. There'll be messaging, there'll be celebrations, there'll be other things talked about, but there's a lot of work to be done internally. Um, and I think that as we get into 2024, right, and we start to see the uh, the games released that Xbox has already shown us, their 2024 roadmap is is pretty. I like what they've shown so far. Um, I'm excited about it. So I think we start to see, you know, some more of the communication around what will happen in the short term. Obviously, the effects of this will be much longer term in the in the big picture. You know, if you think about Bethesda, when was Bethesda originally announced? When 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 did that acquisition? 28? No, 2019 maybe. It was uh, right it's before during the, the term of virtual legality, so it was right before the console's release, wasn't it? The new okay. one. So All right. The only, the only reason I bring that up is because you know it. It, oh, no, it now just this year, right? It starts to feel like Bethesda and Xbox are together, right? It took a. It, it's kind of similar, kind of curve in the sense of it. It took a while to really feel like Xbox and Bethesda are one, and you're talking about the same kind of production company, if you will, even other separate production companies. But you know what I mean. Um, and with Activision Blizzard being as large as they are, right, and these properties being as large as, the, as they are, it's going to take some time. So um, I think you'll feel it on major releases, right? So I, I think the Diablo Four expansion, you might feel it. Um, now that's yeah. going to be covered on both consoles, so you might not feel it as much as whatever the next Activision exclusive is. New IP, that looks like yeah, or new new release, I guess not IP, but release. So it yeah. might not feel the same as Bethesda because of the Call of Duty contracts and being available on Nintendo and and PlayStation. Um, but I, I think I think you're right that it will be will be a little while yet before you think of Activision as an Xbox studio. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna take some getting used to, even just mentally right it's kind of it's just it's crazy to think about but i am glad that um i'm glad it's done uh formally um i'm looking forward to see what comes out of this i'm looking forward to see you know any interesting things here's the, the one question i wanted to ask you guys phil has now been in the role for several years um it's a it's a high position it's a stressful position to your point hogue 
Um, I think that he, with this, if it wasn't already, I think Phil has really done a tremendous job overall. Obviously, you can, you know, there's things you can point to, right, as with any leader. But I think overall, Phil has done a tremendous job in the yes. role, especially, especially coming off of where Xbox was, right? Um, I think he had, he's best as ambassador for Xbox, and I think he's yes. worked through that role the best. I think there are questions from here as to whether or not he's the guy to run the train now that the train exists. Uh, one of the things that you see a lot in business is that there's a CEO for a small company, there's a CEO for a growth company, and there's a CEO for the big company. And those, are different, those are different talent sets. And clearly sure. Phil was able to grow the company, um, but is he the guy to run this giant hulking thing now? I don't know. I don't know that he knows. I don't know that Xbox knows. That's what they'll be working through for the next year or two. I heard Jim that, Ryan exactly be available here in a few months. So. <laughs> I don't think Jim Ryan is yet. Um, that's what. That's exactly what I was going to ask. Hogue is, um, you know, this is a defining moment for any leader, right, in the space. Um, is he the guy that continues well into the future? I think that's an open question. I think there's there's people, you know, looking. Um, just at gaming and saying, you know, Phil's the man and he's going to he's going to be the guy and he's done all this for Xbox. and He's done some great things. As I just said, I think his record is tremendous. And I I like Phil as a person. Like I said, I've had the pleasure of talking to him and meeting him. He's, he's genuinely a good guy in that space. Genuinely. Um, but to Hoke's point, is he the guy that now leads this enterprise into the future? Maybe. Um, but it wouldn't shock me if a year two down the line, we get an announcement that Phil's going to happily go retire with his nest egg and play games and Hell be a consultant yeah. or whatever else that those guys do. Um, and they, they bring on someone else to kind of, you know, steer this train to Hoag's point. Yeah. And I, I don't know whether that'll be the case or not. I, I'm just saying that in my experience, it isn't always the case when you have a giant merger that the, the, the guy that led you to that point is the guy that leads the enterprise thereon. Uh, now as ambassador of Xbox, he has a bit of leverage in that. I think a lot of people like him, whether that's yep. justifiable or not, in terms of not everybody got to meet him in the room like you did, Ains. But um, so he he will be perhaps a little bit more sticky in that role than somebody else that you've never heard of as a CEO might be. Uh, yep. But I think it's the possibility of change that Microsoft would be looking at from the a level above Phil. The, the board and Satya and, and everyone else. So we'll see. I, I hope that everything goes smoothly. I've, I've said this before in this very show that I, I, I hope everything goes fantastically for Xbox because that gets me more and better games. Uh, but uh, we'll see. It's a lot of people to move in in a very small amount of time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, you know, no matter what Phil decides to do, I, I would wish him the best. And I, I know people have looked at Sarah Bond, who I had the pleasure of speaking to this year as well. It's been a great year. Um, and Sarah is awesome. Um, she's, you know, she's just, she's great. She has an energy about her in the room that is, um, it is kind of addictive. You know, she, she's she got that presence, which is really cool. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. It feels like she was being geared up to take over for Phil. I agree with those comments. But to the point we're talking about, um, with the new organization looking like it does, is she that same leader um, that is going to be the head of that? Um, I think obviously she's going to be great no matter what she's in. Um, you know, she's in the role right now of partnerships and kind of first party, and I think she's done a good job there. So um, we'll see. But it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see uh, longer term. I think um, there was a question here I want to get to somewhere. 
Oh, I wanted to call out that uh, Highlander uh, became a member over at the Hogue Law channel. Thank you very much. Thank you, Highlander. Highlander. Um, Hogan Ains. <laughs> Hogan Ains. Dan, you're not allowed to answer this one. Nope. Um, <laughs> whoa, whoa. What's the chances of Xbox now being able to do back compat versions and maybe remaster sequels of Activision, Marvel, and Transformers games? Could that happen? Of course it can happen. Um, I mean, any, any of those things can happen. I think that goes back to what we were saying is it's really going to come down to prioritization of resources, right? So where do they think um, the, 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 for lack of a better phrase here, where's the money going to be made? So if they feel there, there's benefit and they can get away with a, maybe a small dev team to bring out some, uh, some small remasters of the Transformers games and some of those classic games that you know people are clamoring for to a small degree, then they'll do it. Um, I think what's going to be interesting in this front is, you know, Xbox has had a really strong backwards compatibility program and they have some great software and kind of services on that side. Can they kind of reinvigorate that with some of these IPs and some of these games and start to make those appear on modern systems? That'll be interesting to see. And I hope they do, because that'd be really fun. So I agree with Ains completely on the could that happen? Yes. Basically, anything can be done with money and devs and lawyers. I think the one issue here that I see from the lawyer perspective is that Activision doesn't own the intellectual property rights to Marvel or Transformers. That's that's going to be Disney and Hasbro. And oh, so that's right. You can Good solve call. things with money and lawyers, but the question is whether that makes <laughs> sense from a logistics perspective for Microsoft and whether or not the other parties are willing to engage on that negotiation at a reasonable level, right? We don't know what's up with yeah. Disney. Disney's having a free fall year in terms of their value. So I, I can't speak to whether they'll be interested in agreeing to more Marvel contracts when they haven't even figured out exactly what they want to do with all their stuff. Hasbro is an open question. They're engaged in in making their own video games from time to time. Would they want Transformer games out there that they're not involved in making themselves? Don't know. That might be why Activision hasn't released those remakes so far. But Xbox has a lot more money, and Xbox has solved these things for other companies before. If you remember with Alan Wake, which I try to reference as much as possible, <laughs> they had to be pulled from Steam. And they had to be pulled from Steam because they didn't own the rights. Remedy didn't own the rights to the songs in Alan Wake, and they didn't own the rights to Alan Wake at all because Microsoft held the publishing rights to Alan Wake. And so Microsoft solved that musical problem for them and got it back on Steam pretty quickly because a lot of lawyers and a lot of money can solve a lot of problems real quick. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, good call out, Hope. Very good call out. Here, here's, here's, I'm going to say this thing, you know, I mean, even though I was not allowed to answer this question, <laughs> right? We, we have to, as gamers, right? We, we can't keep going backwards. We've got to go forwards, right? I understand everybody wants everything brought back and remasters and all this stuff, but, you know, innovation keeps this, you know, this industry just moving forward. We just, we don't need rise to, right? I can't, I mean, if you, if you disagree with me, fine, don't be my friend. I, I can't stand that kind of stuff. We never ask for greater, right? Are you we saying always, I'm never getting a sequel to Order 1886, Dan? You should kiss Cr Crash Bandicoot and Banjo-Kazooie and Spiral and just kiss them goodbye. How dare you, sir. This, is why, this is why you weren't allowed to answer this question. No, no, I think it would right be here. easier to do that if we had game companies that weren't just making third-person, over-the-shoulder action adventures, right? If you had a different Crash Bandicoot, if you had you know, Bob Kangaroo, whatever... Uh, that right. would be that would be good, but at least those are new. There's something. I mean, the 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 concept isn't, but the game is. 
You know, well, we, we've been we, sitting here we, talking we, about balls all episode because we like it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you see, look what happened. <laughs> we talked about balls. That's what I'm Great talking game. about. Great, Great game. game, apparently. You know, we've seen innovation that route. We don't so I'm in favor of that game. But I, yeah. I want to see more game companies explore that. And if they need to do that in a remake in order to get justified from the powers that be, I think that's why people want to say, all right, show me, show me Transformers again because that was different and new when it released, and we don't have a, a comparable type of game in the market right now. We can take the IP and do something great with it, but we don't need War for Cybertron again, which was a good game. I, I've, I've enjoyed I generally, some of the games. I generally I agree with you too, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you use the IP, but do it in an right. intelligent way that kind of um, right. meets the market today. Um, exactly. I think that's very fair. I think that's very fair. Yeah. It just seems like it's, um, it's it's getting a little bit lazy out there in the game <coughs> world. No offense, a lot of you guys are pushing the envelope and and doing a great job, but you know a lot of it's you know cash grabs. And let's see if we can do this, you know. And it, it I'm I like sure how it comes the down to like implied that we had a lot of like C level game executives watching this episode. They're all they're <laughs> all in here right now, all of them, <laughs> no everyone. <offense. laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, I mean, we, we can get some new <laughs> stuff. We can use some of the ips but i think we can we can you know expect a little bit better as the consumer you know we want to see that kind of innovation you know and and you know and if that means me giving up a parasite eve remake then so be it that's okay because i want to see <laughs> them go forward and not I have the hardest hit unless unless well the, the one the, I mean, the it, one it, thing it, i'd it, say to that dan oh sorry 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 no, like, like there's there, there's a there's a there's a uh you know, I'm sure a, a sheet somewhere that's like, okay, this is how many people we have on it versus, you know, what we expect to make, you know, just the cost of, of everything, right? If, if it's super low, like, they, you know, when they throw guys on like a game like Pentiment, you know, like, like here, we're, we got this very small team or grounded, you know, even, you know, you've got a very small team, but they're innovating, right? A little bit. That's okay. That's fine. That's true. Side projects. Great. Have fun, you know, and, and, and they do well. Just don't look. I'm not going to sit here and advocate for Last of Us Part Two again. Well, that—that's what I was going to say. Is the only the only exception I would say, Dan, is I think there is a. I don't know what the time is, but there is a time where an IP is so old, and or a game is so old and so um, unknown by the modern community that bringing it back in kind of a remake, a refresh, could be fun. Like Parasite Eve, I think we've joked about it a lot on this channel. Which funny, I've seen more people talking about Parasite Eve anecdotally lately, which is kind of hilarious because we've been Honestly, talking about it for years. Can you imagine a Parasite but, Eve remake done like the, the Resident Evils? Because that would be no, awesome. but that that's what I mean. Like it is so bit. old and it's it's so it's very unknown by a portion of the gaming community today that I think it would feel fresh versus something like hearing we're gonna get a Last of Us 2 remaster, which is absurd. I There's wanna, yeah, no reason the in the world that we need a Last of Us 2 remaster. Right. Um, so I think they're you know, I think there is a line there. I don't know what that age sure. gap is, but yeah. But just like expect better, I guess is what I'm saying from these companies. You know, expect sure. when you expect mediocrity, that's what you're going to get. And it's going to continue <laughs> down the road. It just happens. You know, it's like if you have a, you know, it's like my kids. If I expect them to get C's, then that's what they're going to get because they can get away with it. <laughs> right. You keep buying this stuff and that's what's going to happen. But they now I really want Parasite Eve done like Resident Evil 4. Yes, I do. Telling you. I also Look, do want see, that. this is what I'm talking about. RJH just said, I've never even heard of Parasite Eve, and I've been gaming since 1990. That's, That's what I mean. Me. It, That's crazy. It is. Well, because 
it came out what 96 i want to say 97 so he would have been a kid yeah 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 i think um, 98 but yeah it's it's okay it's not like everybody would have known it anyway it's a square enix kind of offshoot between final uh, fantasy square soft sir square soft yes you're soft indeed <laughs> yeah, soft. before they were ruined i will say Square Soft. Yes. There's, there's a comment here. It says, so IO should be moving forward from Hitman. Listen, let me tell you something. Number one, they did. They were ready to move forward. They just kind of... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dan, Dan, got, Dan got aggressive. What happened? Yeah, Someone say something about Hitman? Yes. They said something so about IO. IO yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. So I'm assuming that's IO <laughs> should be moving forward from Hitman. It's Hitman. But yes, there's not multiple Hitmen. There's one guy. It's Agent 47. It's not 46, 47, 48. It's Hitman. So... They have moved forward. They're basically supporting it with just like a little bit of live service stuff. Of, you know, they probably have like three people on uh, and they're rehashing whatever old stuff it's about. And then they're going to do 007. We're going to get 007. You could argue that Hitman 3 was an entirely different version of Hitman as a concept. Amazing. So Amazing. Did, Hogue, did you see how quickly Dan perked up when someone said something about Hitman? Don't mess <laughs> I, I did. I did think you reacted pretty quickly. So it's like, yeah, Dan's got a. I'm talking about Hitman now, boys. Playoff. He even moved. He even moved into the mic. Did you see him? It was like, listen. <laughs> you, you don't. You, there, there's certain things, right? Like you know, it's like, hey, you guys can. I, I, my kids get away with about a lot of stuff. They start talking to their mom the wrong way, and we got problems. Oh, we got Fair angry enough. Dan. We got Fair angry enough. dad Dan. I love it. Okay, I love cool. it. Good. No, yeah, I think everybody's looking forward to their James Bond, so don't don't worry about that, Dan. Yeah, we're good. Uh, yeah, they are moving on, right? They are doing something on. new. Um, and and we've said on the show that if Bond were to come out and be like him, man, that would be a letdown, right? It needs yes, to be its it own would, thing. It needs to be its own thing, right? And I, 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 speaking I, of James Bond for a minute, I'd like to call out Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven because I don't I didn't see this reflected in the tweets or it might have been covered in the reviews, but like. Virtually half the things in Phantom Liberty are references to James Bond movies, like the names yeah. of missions, the names of characters, the places. They, oh, the they, specifics. It's, yes. It's James yeah. Bond references across the board in Phantom Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. I called it a spy thriller, I think, in, in you know, in my review. But yeah, I loved it. By the way, did you finish yeah, a... Phantom Liberty yet? Oh, no. No, no. Okay. Honkai Star Rail took some time. Elden Ring took some time. <laughs> You're banging some balls around. I get it. I get it. You know, oh, it happens. That's what I do. Um, <laughs> we got a couple super chats. Uh, hey, Game Dev. Where is my... Oh, it's, it's Shoosh again. Hey, Shoosh. Shoosh. Uh, hey, Game Dev. Where is my Prince of Persia 2008 sequel and Matrix Path of Neo 2? <laughs> wow. No, nobody nice has ever in the history of gaming asked for Path of Neo 2. It's nobody. true. I've actually looked... It's never been asked for. Um, but, yeah, but <laughs> you'll be great though if it was just like it, it was. It was like a Jada Pinkett Smith, you know, like and Will Smith like relationship uh, simulator. You know, it would be very very short. That's and, not a uh, relationship not either. That's that's yeah. a beating, is what that yeah. is. But oh in the Matrix world, it's yeah, bad. She's in it's that. Real bad. She's in the first one, I think, isn't she? And the fourth one. Oh yeah. And the fourth one. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm at, the, in... I'm at the path of Neo. Isn't she in that game? Oh, the game? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Well, you know what? She's in Enter the Matrix. Is that what you're thinking? Maybe it's Enter of? the Matrix, I was thinking. Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. Yep. Uh, Prince of Persia, by the way, we get a new Prince of Persia here in a few months, and uh, it looks awesome. So I am uh, excited for it. I mm. Maybe you know more than I do, Ains. I thought that got delayed indefinitely. Is that not right? 
Well, there, there's the Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake that has gone through all kinds of hell and has been delayed indefinitely. We're oh, getting okay. the Prince of Persia 2D game from the Rayman Legends team soon, and that looks awesome. Oh, Two different okay. games. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I forget. Someone tell me that the Prince of Persia, the 2D one I'm referring to, it has a subtitle. subtitle. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember the name of it um, off the top of my head, but it looks fantastic. <laughs> It's um, funny. I'm actually, I actually knew about that game and I had it in my head as an Assassin's Creed game. So <laughs> fair enough. We, we, fair got enough. A, we got a quick update. Travis is alive and doing okay. So he's just well, an idiot. Well, he's just I'm an glad idiot. he's letting you know, Dan. Those were his yeah, that, those were his words. I'm just an idiot. So I'm just an idiot. I mean, I, he didn't we knew that. That doesn't help yeah. with him being on the show. I mean I, I woke um, up this morning flat up thinking it was Monday and upset that my alarm didn't yeah. go off. So <laughs> <laughs> uh thank you shush butterball yeah, butterball eight four ninety nine super chat it would be is a nice picture of cheese that's yeah what's wrong Are you with sure that's not butter it could be butter i mean it looks like a block <laughs> of cheese but i, I don't mean, know it's small on my screen it could be, it could, I think you know what that might be Kerrygold butter i don't know exactly <laughs> it's kind of shaped like that that's a very delicious butter it's irish uh, very, very good. It would be nice to get an Activision collection like the one <laughs> for flashback from a few years ago. Also, greetings from Olathe. Hey, come over to the house. We're going to watch football today. Um, an Activision collection. Wow. <laughs> the the super chats are coming from inside the house, Dan. Yeah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Did my wife take this picture and, and of, our, of our butter? And, uh, <laughs> I really oh, love man. an Activision collection that was like rare replay. I love rare That would replay. be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Activision has had you know a crazy amount of releases right over the past several decades. So um, that would be very cool to see something like that. Uh, Butterball, thank you, and and uh, good to know that you are very close to Dan and I somehow. Yeah. Um, hopefully not outside my window yeah. somewhere. Don't yeah. Don't, um, yeah. Don't you know? If you want to meet up, hi V. About an hour and a half, I'll be over there <laughs> uh, buying some butter. Uh, <laughs> about out of so. Uh, Thank you, Butterball. Don. Don. Uh, $5. Hey, BitCasters. Uh, joining late from sleeping uh, later after a lengthy late night Baldur's Gate 3 session. Good man. Hope all is well and Spider-Man 2 hype is growing. Five days. Five, Five days Spider-Man indeed. 2. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Is it, is it Thursday night is when it releases? Is that right? Uh, you know, my PlayStation told me five days yesterday, so I, yes. I assume it's at the end of the week, but mm. I haven't looked at it. Yeah, it feels like a lot of those Friday releases are like Thursday evening now. To your yeah. point, Dan. Yeah, yeah, I will be up pretty much. All it's night. one of those where I don't do the math on the timer until the day before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Don. Thank you. Hope you're doing well. And yes, we'll be talking a lot of Spider-Man Two next week, of course. Perfect. Well, <clears throat> I think on the Activision side and Xbox side. By the way, we did cross 400 people joining us live. Thank you so much, everyone, hanging out with us today. It's been a fun show. Um, we, um, yeah, Travis is alive, apparently. Uh, yeah. He's just an idiot. Um, oh, he's going to jump on. I don't know why. Yeah, I told him to jump on for 10 minutes. <laughs> just say hi. He just wants well, credit. I did, I did want to hear uh, from him because he bought the MetaQuest 3 this week. Well, so I was going to ask him yeah. how that, you know, how that's standing up in the VR space. <laughs> uh, we actually already touched on a Mirage. So could I interest you in some more bang on balls conversation? <laughs> Always. Uh, no, but I think yeah. on the Activision front, um, yeah, I think um, I, I'm just excited to see what happens. I, I would say the one thing I didn't say earlier that I would like to see, and I know, Hoag, you joked about kind of everyone saying, I want to see my favorite game. Um, 
But the Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake that came out last year or two years ago, whenever it was, it was fantastic. Um, it really was an excellent, excellent uh, kind of going back to our bringing a, a really old game back to future um, game. And I'm hoping that they continue with um, they continue with the Tony Hawk franchise again. I don't know how that sold. I don't remember off the top of my head. I hope it sold well. But um, it was it was excellent. It was great to be back in that world um, with Tony Hawk games because there's there's really not a lot of games like that. I know they have Skater and um, what's the other one that's out there? Um, there's another skateboarding game, but they don't have that same feel as Tony Hawk. And uh, man, I'm just hoping that that continues. So, nice. um, guys, that's wrapping the show. I don't know what Travis is doing, but I'm not just going to sit here in uh, silence waiting for Travis to show up. So, um, you know. <clears throat> Session. Yeah, I, Thank you, Domain. Session. That's the one I was thinking of. I did get a, you know, hello, darkness, my old friend. Dan is so right. Kerry Gold is awesome. Yes, mm-hmm. I know. Of course it I is. Know. It's Irish butter. Like <laughs> Irish butter. I'm, On the next podcast, I'm, Dan evaluates butters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Irish. Like, you know, go to the UK, get cheese and butter. This should be a common thing. Uh, you should know this. I believe is the cheese capital of the yeah, world. I mean... Of the country, not the world, the world. my friend. Listen, no. Listen, did you just say Wisconsin is the cheese capital of the world? Cheeses are not cheeses, they're fungus with like some dairy in them. They're, it's not good. It's, it's, it's I apologize. My, my, your out. I have hogs in Wisconsin. My, 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 my oh, cultured friends, my cultured friends. I apologize for Dan. He's ignorant. It's okay. Listen, it's okay. Wisconsin did yeah. give us the Culver's. That's you know what happens? Word. You don't fry European cheese. I'm just saying, right? You fry Wisconsin cheese, and it's delicious. Hey, Trev. Hey, look. Look who a it Travis is. Appeared. A wild Travis has appeared. Yeah. Travis, we uh, what do you got going on this week? We're closing the show out. I've made a terrible <laughs> mistake. Um, yeah. Uh, I Did you guys talk about Lords of the Fallen? We have talked about everything, my friend. We're literally close. I almost closed the show before well, you log on. Okay. I told you well, less than 10 minutes. I, I mean, I guess like, I guess you could just read my review. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we I did mention your review. I did talk about yours and Zach's review. I said you played co-op. I talked about it for quite a bit. Um, so we, we could talk more because I'm gonna play it more this week. So we can talk more about Lords of the Fall next week as well. And we'll have Spider-Man and Super uh what part are you on? Uh, Super Mario. Say it again. What part are you on? Uh, I'm about 12 hours in. I am through. I'm now in the poison uh, swamp. Lake, oh, damn. Whatever it is. Poison swamp. Taking this damn time. Which okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. I explore everything, dude. Yeah, no idea. Yeah. Well, if, if they're going to be a like a from swamp. game, there has to be a poison swamp. There has to be a poison swamp with, with guys that poison you. Yeah, every single time. There's always yeah. a lighthouse. <laughs> right. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, what do I have this week? Um, I'm reviewing the Return uh, to Moria game, the Lord of the Rings game. Uh, okay, the, yeah. It's like my- Minecraft meets Lord of the Rings. I know nothing about it, so we'll see how that turns out. Um, and then I've previewed a game I really want to tell people about, but I, I'm embargoed until Tuesday. So Travis, I have Tuesday- a question. Yeah, what's up? What's up, buddy? If I hey, said hey. Honkai Star Rail, would you know what I was talking about? No. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That didn't go the way I wanted. Apparently, okay. it's the new game from the makers of Genshin Impact, and we had no idea what he was talking about. Yeah, well, I haven't heard the, of it. Yeah. It's on the post-it note. Go back and watch the show. It'd be really fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Travis, real um, quick, actually, um, I yeah, said yeah, yeah. that uh, I mentioned that you got a Quest Three. 
I did. Yeah, yeah. I got a Metacross 3, and I've been playing it a lot, actually. Yeah, so how's that? Uh, it's good. Um, it, <laughs> like, all of the... So I got the the MetaQuest three that has like the bigger storage space uh, for for um, save files and whatnot and installs, and then also all of the little upgrades for comfort, like the elite strap that's got the battery pack in it, and the extra the extra straps for your hands, so you don't have to use those cheap. So they charge uh, more for nicer it. quality stuff. Yeah, the yeah, they they really do because I I wore so I went I went to a demo for a game I can't talk about that was on the MetaQuest three, uh, and it was the first time I'd used it, and they just had all the regular doodads, and I put it on, and I was like, wow, this feels like really cheap to me because if you've played high end VR headsets, they have like all of these nifty things to make it feel better, uh, and then when I got mine, I realized it was because they just got the one straight out of the box and i had gotten all the extra doodads if you get all the extra doodads it is not just a headset that feels good but it performs super well graphics are good i'm not getting motion sickness playing in full motion which is kind of new for me because i usually am a teleport guy because i get a little i get a little uh squeamish yeah, i get sickness um, too yeah but i i don't do that <laughs> right now um i'm i they're i'm doing a lot better with the full motion stuff which is cool um and so uh yeah, I'm, uh, I'm I'm having fun with it. I've been playing some old games. Um, I've been playing some games that are just coming out. And then, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm playing other stuff for it. I'm going to have coverage on MetaQuest games cool. uh, in the very, very near future um, that, I, that I'm embargoed on. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's it's been really good so far. Um, I'm probably going to play some of it this morning as my workout. I know you work out using it, right? Uh, using uh, uh, the, VR. the VR2 and the Quest2, yeah. Request I was assigned too. Beat Saber by my physical therapist. Yeah, I'm telling you, yeah. Beat Saber is amazing, man. Yeah, I was doing Beat Saber for a while, um, for a really long while. Like, I the whip's play, great too. Yeah, I've probably played Beat Saber for like three years every day for at least like twenty <laughs> minutes. So I I played a lot of Beat Saber, um, but I actually just got my uh, my Supernatural subscription to doing that too. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. I don't know what that is. Um, it's like uh, it's one that's made more explicitly for working out or like. They that have like the boxing exercises and stuff. Yeah, that was the one Meta bought, and the FTC tried to stop them real quick, and then yeah. got laughed out of court. Yeah, yeah, because mm. uh, yeah, okay. you're gonna create a monopoly by buying a single workout video game. That's the uh, that's the, <laughs> the real concern. You, you um, know, you know what was great, and this is all, all jokes aside. We were joking about uh, Xbox innovation, you know, during the deal. Uh, Travis, you can go back and watch it. But we were um, <laughs> Xbox Fitness when Xbox One came out was actually a lot of fun with the Connect Two, um, and I used to do. I have achievements in it and everything, and it was a lot of fun for like cardio level stuff. And it's just a shame that that never really caught on more broadly. You'll get no argument from me as a uh, Dance Central super fan. <laughs> Every achievement in those games, uh, but yeah, I, I I miss the the Connect stuff, but. Um, you know, that's that's pretty dead in the yeah, water. I can't that's probably why best. Exercise game never caught on with gamers. That's <laughs> hey, I, I, I did one with EA that I really liked that I can't remember the name. I think it was EA Active. Um, mm. Ring Fit is fantastic still. Ring I, Fit is so good. Ring Fit's cool. I'll give you that awesome. much. Yeah. Yeah. That's Nintendo player. Yeah. So, so I like that sort of stuff. But yeah, my, my overall impressions smaller. of the MetaQuest 3 is I think it's uh, it's definitely one of the best headsets you can get right now. I'm really excited to see how it hopefully brings the industry forward since I think the MetaQuest 2 has held uh, that space back a little bit as the the headset that everybody has and you have to kind of develop for that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's cool. I mean, the problem right now is all of the big games for the MetaQuest 3 aren't out yet. 
which is weird for the timing. Like when you buy the MetaQuest 3, you get Asgard's Wrath 2 for free, but that game doesn't come out for, I think, at least another month. So that's kind of bizarre that you can get the headset early and then the, the game that's like it's hmm. big, it's big headline title. Yeah, I remember hearing about that one. It's not yeah. coming out for a while. Um, and then there's some other big games that are just on the horizon. Like um, I think next month is uh, the Assassin's Creed VR game, Assassin's Creed Nexus, which is like nice. a full, a full uh, VR game. So um, yeah, there's like some big titles on the horizon that I think will really put the hardware to the test and hopefully not repeat what the PSVR to uh did of you know coming out with dope hardware and then having no software to support it so um yeah it's cool so far nice uh, yeah sorry i was getting dm'd asking if you were okay he's okay uh, he's right there yeah i got a lot he's of okay. messages this morning asking if i'm okay which i really appreciate i unfortunately it was something extremely stupid which is i charge my phone contactless and i put it on the thing and it you know, it, it must have just been like a half an inch to the left and it just didn't charge my phone and my alarm didn't go off. So I overslept by a lot. And then I woke up and was like, well, there we go. Unfortunately, there go. So. I'm glad you're here now because Hogue was playing dual roles and he was arguing with himself a lot. It was really? That's uh, yeah. Yeah. now I do need to watch the episode. I want to see what this <laughs> oh, real, real quick, Travis, before we go. Can you yeah. just uh, give everybody a quick mirage, please? Mirage. And I go. did. We I talked did about it earlier, earlier, and we missed it. We missed a lot it. of people. Damn a lot it. of people have been asking for it today. Sorry, guys. I have been playing that game too. Yeah, I've been, I've been playing AC Mirage, Cyberpunk. Uh, uh, you just said it wrong. Mirage. Uh, Lords of the. <laughs> you know what's funny is I had to say it for for my Lords of the Fallen review at the end. I go for more. Check out our reviews of, and I had to say it. And the first time I did it, I said Mirage, and they made me re-record re it. They were like, they were like, we're gonna need you to not say it that way. So I was like, all right, it's fair enough. I was just trying to sneak it in, and they were like, no, we're not gonna let you say it that way. So uh, if you want to hear me say mirage in a normal voice you can watch boring. the fallen review I, I personally am morally opposed to it okay the man <laughs> is trying to stifle my creativity um but yeah uh good times uh, yeah I'm, I'm playing lots of games and i'm really sorry i missed the show i was actually looking forward to it there's some days that i would have been glad to oversleep you know or i'm just like tired of talking to people but i was actually looking forward to it today so i'm actually kind of bummed it kind of ruined my sunday yeah. well it's good to see you travis i'm glad you're yeah. okay Thanks, guys. Yeah, I'm totally fine. I'm just I have a bad phone name. Well, For the record, uh, I've now I've now fixed the problem. Like the first thing I did when I got up this morning is I angrily found a way to set multiple alarms at the same time. So now I'm gonna have my fax machine go off and stuff at seven thirty <laughs> to wake me up. Whatever it takes to get up. So I don't think mm -hmm. this will happen again. Nice. Um. Yeah, so ne next week we'll talk a little more Lords of the Fallen because I'll be further and you can you can kind of give your analysis from you know your playtime. We'll also have Super Mario Wonder. We'll have Spider-Man 2. Um, I don't know if any of us, I want to play it. I don't know if I'll get to it this week. Is Sonic Superstars, remember, releases um, alongside Super Mario Wonder. We basically get 2D Mario and Sonic at the same time, which is awesome. Um, so we'll have a lot to talk about next week, of course. But uh, Travis, that's what you got. Hogue, what you got going on, man? I am very likely to do a live virtual legality tomorrow uh, based on the deal closing uh, and just having a conversation with everybody that's interested in talking with me about that and what comes next. Uh, so if you're interested in that, I'm thinking probably noon tomorrow. The reason I'm only a little standoffish on that is 
right now in my current state, I wake up and I'm not entirely certain exactly how much I'm going to be able to do on any given day. We're still kind of working through rehab and, and those kinds of things. So I think we'll be doing that tomorrow. Please come check out the channel. Um, but if you don't see anything, it's because I elected not to do it. So I'm hopeful that we'll be doing that tomorrow at noon. Uh, and then we're, we're doing Hangouts and Headlines again next week. We got a lot of stuff going on in the channel. Doing a lot of good stuff this month. It's a great month. Uh, I got to tell my folks on my channel this earlier this week, but this is my birthday week. So I was able to visit the hospitals earlier this week um, that took care of me, that gave me my brain surgery and did my inhab physical therapy. And I was able to talk with them about what they were doing with the donations from the fundraiser. And they're so excited about all the generosity from all of you in the community. Uh, and it was just really, I mean, honestly, it was a complicated set of feelings, but it was a really nice thing to do. And they were really excited about all of it. So I'm so, so thankful. That, that was awesome. Hope. Yeah, it was great. Awesome. It was yeah. great. It was the perfect birthday. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's, it, the next day, I wasn't able to do as much as I wanted to do in the video space. So it's just you never know uh, when I wake up. And that's that's kind of the hardest part right now is just kind of that very. <clears throat> uh, but I intend to do a live show about the deal closing to finish off the longest playlist on my channel. And I think that's going to be tomorrow. Cool. That's awesome. Hope. I love that. Um, by the way, before uh, I close out for the SG stuff, uh, Travis, in case you missed it. Here is Tide's uh, AI picks, and you apparently entered the Matrix, and maybe that's why you weren't live on the show. Um, yeah, but... that is the coolest I've ever gotten out of these <laughs> things. That is that is awesome. I look like Count Dracula. I'm super into it. And uh, Ains, I feel like you got rendered in lo-fi. Yeah, like that. yeah, I don't I know feel... what happened. You know the uh, you know the graphical problems that Lord of the Fallen's has. <laughs> that happened to you. It kind of it sure did. You. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah uh, Hogue is the or sorry, um, Dan is the ally that definitely betrays you at the end, for sure. Like he showed, he's like the the boss right before the final boss, and you're like, yeah, I already did. I knew yep. you're gonna betray me. Um, yeah, and uh, Hogue is the PC. He's the PC player. I yeah. am the PC. He's the yeah, PC there it is. Good reference. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, on the SG side of the house, like I said, just a lot of good work being done by the crew over there. All kinds of previews and reviews and all kinds of stuff up on the site. So check out the site. Appreciate it. Um, like I said, preview of Deceit 2. We got an article on Cocoon, on Modern Warfare 3, all kinds of stuff. So, And you can check out our review of Lords of the Fallen as well from Zach, who played with Travis, like we said. So, um, Zach's cool, by the way. It was fun. Zach's awesome. Him. Yeah, yeah, Zach's awesome. So um, we didn't even talk about, we'll talk about it next week. We didn't even talk about the uh, incredibly new redesign of the PlayStation 5, too. So we'll touch on that next week. <laughs> I had to look but, at those photos multiple times. Like, is, that what, <laughs> is that not what it looks like right now? <laughs> yeah, what the, they added a black line with marker across the side of it. What happened? Um, but anyway, we'll cover that next week. Obviously, we'll have a lot of games to talk about next week. Chat, you've been awesome. Amazing to hit over 400 live today. Thank you so much, everyone hanging out with us. Uh, thank you for the continued engagement as well. Like I said, uh, through the week, it's been awesome to see. Uh, have a good week. Enjoy your games. We're living in the uh, the prime period for it right now. So enjoy everything you're playing. Um, and if you don't enjoy what you're playing, stop playing it and go play something you enjoy, like bang on balls. You know what I mean? Come on. All right. With that, have a week. Yeah, we yeah. will close on some balls, and we will see you next Sunday. Peace. Balls.